Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, doctors question spending on A&E, Luton father and baby son still missing, and wins for Watford, Wickham and Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's claimed that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to hospitals in beds, hearts and bucks was spent in the wrong way. Emergency doctors say only a small amount of the money which should have been spent dealing with winter pressures actually went to two A&E departments. More from Nicola Hazler. The Royal College of Emergency Medicine claims that only 1% of the extra funding allocated to the NHS to deal with winter pressures actually reached frontline A&E departments. They want the money to be given directly to hospitals in the future. However, the clinical commissioning groups for Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire say that the money was spent trying to keep patients out of A&E. At Stoke Mandeville, £2 million was spent on things like extra beds and supporting elderly patients in the community. In Bedford, the money was spent on GPs, nurses and ambulance teams. Police in Bedfordshire say they are becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. 22-year-old Kieran Carroll from Luton was reported missing yesterday afternoon along with his son Louis. He was last seen in Luton at approximately two o'clock. The government has agreed to sell its stake in Eurostar. The deal will be worth more than three quarters of a billion pounds to the taxpayer. Around a dozen women detailed Detainees at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire were involved in a peaceful protest last night. Labour is calling for an independent inquiry after a second member of staff was suspended following undercover filming. A pressure group is calling for online voting at the next Watford mayoral election, where Brute's Democracy says the technology could increase turnout and should be extended to all voters in time for the 2020 general election. Alex Stevenson is the Hertfordshire-based parliamentary editor at politics.co.uk. But the problem is this is a, a technical, sort of mechanical kind of solution. It's not really addressing the main problem, which is that people are basically fed up with, with our politicians. It's the ideas and the policies that they're coming up with that are the problem. Living standards for typical middle-income households are now back to where they were before the financial crash, according to the Institute for Fiscal Studies. But the independent think tank says incomes for people aged between 22 and 30 have fallen by 7.6% over the past six years. Watford are up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 1-0 win over Fulham. Carried away by Bettinelli. Might come to Deeney, who hammers it into the roof of the Nets from the edge of the six-yard box. And Deeney was the first to react, and he thumped it into the roof of the net from six yards. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to third in League One after losing 2-1 attempt to Chesterfield. Wickham stay third in League Two after a 2-1 win at Tranmere. Luton lost 1-0 at Bury, And Stevenage are just a point outside the playoff places after Bruno Andrade's late goal gave them a 1-0 win over Plymouth. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells, but breezy with the chance of the odd shower. A maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Eurostar. We're only, I, I, I'm confused by Eurostar. What's, what's the confusion? So the government are selling their stake in it and they're only going to get three quarters of a billion pounds. That doesn't seem like a lot. And that money would be our money. So that works out roughly at about 11 quid each. How do I get that? Where do, where do I claim that 11 pounds from? I don't know, because I'd quite like 11 pounds. I'll, I'll take the 11 pounds if you, if you don't mind. 
What's on the show this morning, Catherine Boyle? Uh, what's on the show this morning? Oh, there's a row over A&E A&E. funding. The A and E doctors say they should have got it directly, and it went elsewhere. Indeed. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we've got a company that. I'm doing does... a funny thing, mate. What? A and E. Oh, yeah, good one. Kenny was getting it. <laughs> good one. Um, there's also if rumours are to be believed. Yeah. There's Kelly also, got it. There's also an online voting company. That's what I heard, anyway. That say we should be online voting. Oh, right. Well, they kind of would. Hey. And a nice lady hey. whose boiler broke, and <laughs> and now she's doing really nice things for other people. Oh, it because really, of a broken it's, boiler. It sounds like a show. No, it's, it's going to be... Um, Across beds, hearts average. and bucks. Yep. This like is show. BBC Three Counties hey. Radio. <laughs> Come on, man. That's a little bit of banter. Uh, four minutes past six on the day that I lose my driving license. Oh, stop it! Oh man, I got flashed again. That's twelve. That's I've I've won the taxi that we were all uh, excited about. Oh. What's what's uh, Nick Freeman's phone number? We got his. Uh... We have got his number. Yeah. Oh, oh. He might not have. What? He might not have. It might have been the other guy. There was no other guy okay. going as fast as me. <laughs> Oh, what, what, oh, what is this uh, wicked web we we weave when first we set out to deceive or to speed? Ah, you see, a little bit of Shakespearean uh, quotations there. No, I, I would say not ruined. I would say improved. Enhanced. The new and improved Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> That's a cartoon I could consider myself watching. Horrible on. histories have made a new film about Shakespeare Uh-oh. called Bill. Yeah, I, I mean... You might like it. I'm not going to watch that ever in my life. Oh, sorry? Wow, that's my disappointed face. But are they doing it? Is it a kid's film? Don't know, I've not seen it. Or is it an adult film? Oh. Is it a bit blue? Is there something in there for the dads? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Probably. I mean, they, they did live... Sort Can of I stop you there, Catherine? What? Hey. Andy. Yeah? That is Top Class Bants. This is Top Class Supremes. <laughs> Supremo. Stoned again.
It's like killing a bee with a bazooka. It's telling me to turn right. Drugs, prostitution. All going on. It's all going on. Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it's claimed that millions of pounds of public money that was supposed to boost casualty departments this winter has actually been siphoned off into other areas of the NHS. The Royal College of Emergency Medicine, which represents A&E doctors, says only a fraction of the money reached its intended destination. While Dr Simon Hunter is an A&E consultant and chair of the college's south-central region. Morning, Simon. Good morning. Uh, what happened to the money? I think the money has gone to various schemes. The issue for the college is that the pre- a lot of the pressure that we see in the media is is felt at the front door of the hospitals in the accident emergency departments. And having surveyed the departments across the country, the college has found that only about 1% has come to the departments directly. It's not to say that the money's been spent elsewhere on things that aren't helping the accident emergency departments, but only 1%, so 7 million is has come directly to the departments where they do need to be supported. And, and was, was this money specifically set out for A&E? It was... It, it wasn't specifically set out for A&E, but as the, the pressure, and we've seen it in the media all winter, has been felt at the front doors with ambulances waiting, patients waiting to be seen, and then patients waiting to be admitted, it, the college feels that a bigger proportion of the money should have come directly to the departments. How much... Sorry, Simon, what percentage do you you think would have been more appropriate for for the departments? I mean, even had it been 10%, so that would have made a difference, I think. I think it's supporting staff, it's ensuring there's enough staff available and just allowing the departments to function more effectively. Some of the A&E departments uh, in the country and in this region are performing very well. For example, the commissioners in Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire uh, tell us that the money, uh, they've spent the money instead on increasing bed capacity and preventing elderly patients from uh, needing to go to hospital in the first place. So that, that, that's good use of the money, isn't it? It is, and I think that that fits with what the college wants to see. I mean, one of the big issues that affects the performance is what we call exit block, which is patients not being able to get out of the departments and therefore new patients not being able to get in. And one of the big factors for that is patients requiring either social care packages in the community or trying to prevent them coming in, because it's quite a vulnerable elderly group that we're talking about. Um, so I think where the, the money has been used appropriately to support these services, it does the effect does filter back to the departments. Is part of the problem that instead of going directly to the hospitals, the money uh, went to the CCG instead? I don't think that's the problem. I think it's it's the it's just where where it was decided the money should be spent. I think there's not enough integration between primary care and the, the hospitals in some cases as to which schemes should be supported and which schemes will make a difference. I think for us the, the issue still is is that the schemes that will take the pressure off us I think are those that encourage people to either go to other facilities like walk-in centres to their GP to minor injuries units um, and 
and also the, the telephone triage system, the 111 service and services like that which direct patients directly to A&E, they need to be supported much more. And it's, it's whether that money has really made a difference in these areas. Simon, it's good to talk to you this morning. Thank you, Dr Simon Hunter from the Royal College of Emergency Medicine. <laughs> I don't believe it. Don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Hey, Sugar. Tell them who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers. And we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty and we sing about truth. At $10,000 a show. Right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills. But the thrill we never know. It's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Stone. Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Yeah. Stone. Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone? That's a very, very good idea. <laughs> I got a freaky old lady named a cocaine kitty who embroideries on my jeans. I got my poor gray-haired daddy driving my limousine. Now it's all designed to blow our minds, but our minds won't really be blown. Not the blow that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see our pictures on the cover? us a better way we got all the friends that money can buy so we never have to be alone and we keep getting richer but we can't get our picture on the cover of the rolling stone rolling stone wanna see my picture on the cover Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes, the A421 standing way is moving fine so far around the Kingston roundabout, but that is likely to get busy later on with the roadworks there. Also in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, expect delays later on through the roadworks at Temple Street in both directions. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, that's starting to get a little bit busy between the M1 Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. And looking at the train departure boards, the 633 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much. So, so much. Thank you. 
6.16. It is uh, Wednesday the 4th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. Police in Luton say they're becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. And in last night's football, there were wins for Watford, Wickham, Stevenage, but defeats for MK Dons and Luton. Oh, that's sad. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yep, let's have it. Let's have it. It's Roberta. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising in the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Do you believe this, Cheryl? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, there's a woman in a car. No, stop. Oh, why? It's good music, isn't it? It's scary, Honestly, hang scary on, music. Hang on a minute. Right, hang on a minute. Let's do that again. Set the scene. So, there's a woman in a car. No, stop oh, okay, it. okay, okay, okay. Well, you, you tell us. Hang on. You tell a. Um, you tell a. You tell a scary story. Then you ready? Here we go. Okay. No, that's laughing story. Hang on, no. Um, that's a laughing I won't story. Laugh. No, I won't laugh. I'll do one. I'll do one. Uh, let me think of one. Can oh, you I'll tell you an actual ghost story. Very quickly, Kelly. Yeah. There's, um, can, I, I don't know if you can get, the, just the, the, if you can get. Pull it off. Yeah. Just that bit. Okay. Right. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. Scary. You ready for a very, very scary story? Let me take you to Salford, Manchester. Oh, gosh. In the 60s. Twin girls sleeping in an attic. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Turn the lights off. They're twins. One of them wakes up in the night to feel pressure on the end of her bed. I wonder where that was going. Kelly, turn your light off. It must be the cat, she thinks, so she tries to shake it off with a foot. It's too heavy. Too heavy for a cat. So she opens her eyes, looks towards the end of the bed. Yeah. The figure of a man. Oh, God. It's not Savile, is it? Is the it? figure of her dead grandfather. It wasn't Savile, was it? Terrified, she plunges her head under the covers. Go away, go away, let everything go be away, all right, she go says. Go away, go away, go away, go away, let everything so be So terrified. Go away. And convinces herself it's all been a crazy dream. She wakes up the next morning. And she's dead. Her twin sister says to her, I nearly capped my pants last night. Saw a granddad on the end of the bed. You ruined it a bit at the end with the That's language. She said, well, actually, what, what my auntie said was oh, quite rude. Flip. Well, that was quite rude. It wasn't cacked. By the way... Uh... 
08459 455 555. <laughs> now we've got the music. Let's get scary stories. Tell us it. Tell, tell us your... Have you got any scary stories, Kelly? I could think of some. Oh, what now? Do oh. us one. Um, it was in Salford. No. Nope. Oh, hang on, this is the man talking. You, you, you've, you've muffed it up, mate. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm telling you that. So you want the Twilight Zone intro without the man talking? Yeah, the theme. Yeah. You know, is that so, right? so you can tell us a story over the top without interruption. Is that all right, mate? Yeah. OK, That's thank fine. you very much. Thank you very much indeed.
Give me the night and I'll give you the passion. And then I'll give you the ration. And then I've got a ration. And I should have told you that before I gave you the passion. Apologies. Let's never mention this ever again. That's the George Benson story. That's on Channel 5 at the weekend. Now, online voting should be... You know yeah, Online fine. voting should be an option in the next election, according to a group what wants to try it out in Watford. Web Roots Democracy... Is this connected with Levi Roots? The might reggae, be. Reggae source I government. doubt it, but it okay. might be. Web Roots Democracy believes the area would be a good proving ground this time around... Oh, I'm a poet, I didn't realise. With a view to rolling it out nationwide in time for the 2020 general election. Catherine's got more on this. <laughs> but I missed out an eye. Web roots, democracy. What exactly are they saying? And I mean exactly. Well, they claim that online voting could increase turnout by 9 million and make the cost of running general elections cheaper, saving you, me and other taxpayers £12 million. Hey, I'm getting 11 quid for the sale of um, 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 Eurostar, so I'm all right. They also reckon that uh, online voting has a great deal of support amongst the British public, with 65% <laughs> of the people they asked in favour. The rest couldn't be bothered to turn up. <laughs> Young people are particularly attracted to the potential of online voting, so yeah, web routes. Because they're lazy. With estimates that the turnout could increase to 70% amongst this group. In the 2010 general election, just 44% of young people bothered to vote. And Alex Stevenson, who we'll be speaking to later, is the heart based parliamentary editor at politics.co.uk. We spoke to him yesterday. He's not a massive fan of online voting, and here's why. The problem is this is a, a technical, sort of mechanical kind of solution. It's not really addressing the main problem, which is that uh, young people are, in particular, are basically fed up with, with our politicians. It's the ideas and the policies that they're coming up with that are the problem, and online voting isn't going to fix that. Uh, why, uh, what else have this pressure group been saying? Well, Webroots Democracy want online voting to be tried out in the eight mayoral elections first, including Watford. Why mayoral elections, I hear you ask? Why you mayoral ask? elections? Well, Kelly? What? Yeah. The group that's, says, that's what you're up against. <laughs> the group says they generate more publicity locally and can act as a good litmus test for whether online voting can increase turnout. Turnout in the last Watford mayoral election was less than 40%. Now, the areas have also been chosen as their next election fall in the next parliament, and the ambition is to have online voting ready for the 2020 general election. But Alex Stevenson, again from politics.co.uk, says that timescale's unrealistic. By 2020, it seems pretty implausible, actually, and um, I've... Uh, spoke recently actually to Mark Malik Brown, a former minister in the new Labour government who now runs a company that uh, deals in these kinds of technologies. And what he's saying is that this is uh, pretty implausible. Uh, actually, he thinks that it's very unlikely that this could be uh, achieved um, and that we need to sort of take steps towards this by perhaps having electronic voting machines within polling and stations. What's this Labour have said that yesterday? It would trial online voting if it wins the general election? Yeah, that's among a number of political reforms uh, outlined by the party to reverse what it calls the democratic decline. It'll also consider new powers for the Speaker to send MPs to a sin yes, if they're too rowdy. I agree with this. Uh, Labour said it would trial online voting to see if we can do it safely and cost-effectively in an attempt to improve turnout. But Buckingham Conservative Speaker of the House of Commons, John Burko, has previously backed the idea of online voting in the... Uh, sorry, not but, and... John Burko has also uh, backed the idea of online voting in the 2020 general election. I like the idea of online voting, but then when you give it even the faintest scrutiny, it wouldn't work. Why? 
Oh. No, it wouldn't work because it could be anybody that's casting that vote. How would they verify that it was Catherine Boyle casting the vote? They verify it when you go to the election booth because you have to take a little thing with you and they... you go, you. Yeah. Saying that, could anybody could go and vote for you, couldn't they? Illegally, but someone could turn up and say, oh, hello, I'm Catherine Boyle. I'm from Salford. Oh. And they, but you don't have to identify you. You take the letter. No, but sometimes people ask you, don't they? What? Who are you? Which way you voted in that? And you have got a number. No, no, no. You're not listening to what I'm saying. That's something completely different. When you go to vote in your local primary school, um, yeah, but you, when you have that code number. Yeah, you take the card with you, and they tick you off. Yeah. So when you vote online, you use the same number, surely? I've been to a vote before, and I've been ticked off already. Oh. Um, yeah, OK, but anybody could just type in that number. Do you know, about ten years ago... Hello? I was looking on the electoral roll. Oh, yeah. For I, someone else. I prefer a cheese one. <laughs> for someone else. And I thought, I'll just see who's on my, the electoral roll for our house. And it was when I was still living with my mum and dad, so it was a while ago. Um, and there was... There was a name of someone who clearly wasn't a member of our family. Abdullah Malik. Abdullah, it was something like Abdullah Boyle, right? <laughs> Seriously, with our surname on it. So I rang the local authority and said, yeah. should I be worried about this? And I was told, no, don't be silly. Yeah. Oh, hang on you a shouldn't second. be using I, I, those online resources. I can make this story better, hang on. Go on. It was something like Iftikhar, the guy's name. Iftikhar Boyle, I mean. Yeah, and the woman in the um, council press office said, well, it's your fault for using that kind of technology. Isn't um, your brother called Iftikhar? No. Oh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound, it's starting to look busy on the speed sensors between the Holiday Inn turning and Stirling Corner. In High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, there's roadworks just before Marlow Road, which is likely to get busy later on. And in Luton on the airport approach road, delays are expected with the increase in the drop-off charges causing problems in the last couple of days. Looking at the motorways, the M1's moving fine at the moment and no reports of any delays on the M25 and no major delays reported on the trains at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that's right. I just smelt my jeans. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. Police in Luton say they're becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son and the government has agreed to sell its stake in Eurostar for more than three-quarters of a billion pounds. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 1-0 win over Fulham at Vicarage Road. Troy Deeney scored the early goal. Three-counties summariser Derek Payne says it's a significant result. It's about the points now. Performance wasn't too bad, but they've ground out a result, which, which says a lot for the future and the running, because they can play great football, as we know, but they've also started grinding out results, and that can only be good for their promotion push. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to third in League One after conceding a last-minute goal to lose 2-1 at home to Chesterfield with skipper Dean Lewington sent off. Chelsea low-knee Lewis Baker had given them a first-half lead. Here's manager Cole Robinson. We were all not good enough in that and ultimately I'm the one that stands there and picks that team. 
I've, I've let people down tonight and, and this is going to be a difficult night's sleep than I've had all season because I care so much and I really want this so badly and I have to get this right. I have to um, and I will. Wickham stay third in League Two after goals from Paul Hayes and Fred Onyadinma gave them a 2-1 win at Tranmere. Gareth Ainsworth's side also had Matt McClure sent off. The lads dug deep and what a group I've got. I keep saying it. We're tight, we're together and these boys just battle and some of the, some of the fitness out there after, after a game on Saturday, some of the legs out there was uh, Sam Wood and Blooms and hazy people, Fred on your demo, you know, they were excellent and uh, well worthy of the win tonight. Luton remain fourth but are five points behind Wickham after losing 1-0 at Berry. That's three away defeats in a row for John Still's side. We didn't impose ourselves in, in the first half. I thought we were fortunate to be 1-0 down and we didn't impose ourselves at all in, in the first half. The second half we imposed ourselves. So I say I need to just look back at the three games. I'll watch them tomorrow and see if it can tell me a story. And Graham Wesley's Stevenage are just a point outside the playoff places after Bruno Andrade's last-minute goal gave them a 1-0 win over Plymouth. We had to dig in and be solid and strong and give nothing away in the first half, which we did. In the second half, I thought we came out, we were bright, we were front-footed, we took the game to them. It was a tight game, it was a difficult pitch to play on again. Aston Villa are out of the Premier League relegation zone after a 2-1 win over West Brom. And in Conference South, Hemel Hempstead won 4-0 at Staines. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at 7. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Feeling so fine in the sunshine on Three Counties Radio. Oh, God, I actually think... I actually think I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Seriously. Oh, I like it. So? I like you like that. I don't like it because the pressure is intense. I feel the pressure in every fibre of my body. What have you got in the papers, Catherine Boyle? Well, apparently we're... What in the papers today? We're stressed out because we're watching... The, the television we're watching is too fast. Slow TV? Yeah. I'm in. I laughed when I read this and I thought, actually, it sounds brilliant. Do you know um, there's a new version of... Do you remember Watercolour Challenge? Oh, I used to love that. What was the name of that woman that did it? Hannah... Hannah Montana. Gordon. Hannah Gordon. Oh, let's have a look. Uh, four hours have passed and let's see what Sometimes they would painted. be absolute rubbish. Did you, you? Did you ever watch that, Kelly? No. It was Watercolour really Challenge. Good. It was They'd have three contestants. Yeah. They'd go and sit by a castle mm. and they'd paint it. Well, four hours have passed. Let's have a look, David. You're really... Um, like You'd have to wait four hours. No, no, it was half an hour programme. And then she'd oh, go right. off and talk a little bit about the history of stuff. Yeah. It was flipping brilliant. And she had one of those kind of um, smoky, slightly Scottish accents. She was a bit naughty. Yeah. Oh. And she just, the way she said, you know, are you going to be applying the gruache now? I it sound gorgeous. I once tweeted, gorgeous. very recently, I tweeted about Watercolour Challenge. And do you know what happened? What? Someone who'd won it got in touch with me and said, yeah, I won it. Wow. Yeah, that's what do right. they win? The castle? They win Hannah Gordon for one night. Wow. One night castle. But anyway, I think more programmes like that, please. But they're doing a new one, aren't they? It's called, like, the painting challenge or something. It's not just limited to watercolours anymore. Mm. So I'm going to be watching that. I started watching one about sewing the other day. That was quite good. The Great British Sewing Bee. I just drifted into it. Tell us about slow television. Oh, I yeah. That's the, that's the thing you're meant to talk about. Sorry, for goodness just... sakes, Catherine Boyle. I feel for you. I think I love you. You know you do. Mm. Action. Yeah, uh, uh, All right, shut up then, I'll tell you. Action-packed right. television right, thrillers. Fast-paced pa- fast dramas and quick-fire panel shows. I have hey, panel shows. Imagine, oh, if Ga- imagine if Gavin Shuka had a daughter called Shaka. 
Shakashuka. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be brilliant? Wouldn't that be a brilliant thing to do? Can well, we Jonathan get on the Vernon phone? Smith would be very confused because uh, he thinks he's called Shaka to start Shaka. with. Shaka, Shaka, Shaka. So the BBC Shaka. has decided Shaka. to broadcast a series of slow shows to. And soon... then she married Alan Sugar and took on his surname. <laughs> that is good. Sugar. The age gap would mean it would never work. Shaka, Shaka, Sugar. <laughs> anyway, right. Shush, okay. I'm going to turn my microphone off and turn your microphone okay. off. Catherine's going to tell us about slow TV. Give me some proper music. Um, slow music. Okay. Action-packed television thrillers, fast past dra- fa- Oh, start again, I've done, messed it up. Oh, is that man again? the one talking, Kelly! You're playing the wrong one. What are you doing? Which is the one? Give me it. Do you want me to move it down? Is it the Twilight Zone intro? No, Twilight Zone theme. Where is it? There you go, just above Shaka Khan. I feel for, for you. you. All right, OK, here we go, here we go. Shh, shh. <laughs> oh. Action-packed television thrillers, fast-paced dramas and quick-fire panel shows are not always the best way to wind down after a busy day. So the BBC's decided to broadcast a series of slow shows to soothe viewers' minds as they settle down in front of the box. The schedule consists not of fluffy sitcoms or gentle nature programmes, but such delights as a two-hour boat trip down a canal and footage of a wooden chair being made. All with no voiceovers or background music. That's not the Twilight Zone. Can't stop it. That's a bit spooky. I can't stop it. Uh, I'd watch that. I would. Do you know I, what I like watching? Yeah. People tossing pots. Oh dear. Chuck a con. 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 Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Chuck a con. Let me rock it. That's all I wanna do. Chuck a con. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Chuck a con. Let me rock it. Let me feel for you. Chuck a con. What you tell me? What you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel? Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I want to do I want to love you, want to hug you, want to squeeze you too Let me take it in my arm, let me fill you with my charm Chaka, cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm Chaka, I make it more than just a physical dream I want to rock you, Chaka, baby, cause you make me want to scream Let me rock you, rock you
Can I just say on a serious note, Kelly, you're looking really nice today. Hmm? No. Uh, listen, don't phone up and be rude to uh, Kelly and Catherine, please. And if you are, and if they tell you you're banned, then you're banned. There's no God-given right for you to come on this radio show. Kelly and Catherine decide who comes on this show and who doesn't come on this show. Even I don't. I, I kind of have a bit of a say, but they make the ultimate decision. And if you're, you know, you're going to keep phoning up and harassing and being rude, you're not welcome to play with our toys, okay? I would just say that the, the person that we're referring to wasn't banned, but now probably is. OK, OK. Just, 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 it, this, it's all fun and games in the playground, but play nice. Otherwise, you get the boot. And if you're ringing on two phones, that's just nuts. I'm I'm really sorry. That's. So, uh, where are all the papers gone? I've gone. Sorry. Where's my microphone gone? There we go. Uh, and the papers are there. Thank you, my darling. And there we have it. What have you got? Uh, one in five of our books go unread. We've all got one of them. I've had. I've got more than that. I think is I buy too many books, so many books. I buy them because I fancy them, and then I never finish the one I'm. I, you I never buy start them. until I finish the one I'm reading, and then I've forgotten that I've got the new one. You get them because you fancy them, then you never finish them off. It could be a list of her dating history. Day tripper. Oh. Yeah, you know what that's about, don't you, day tripper? Yeah, I do. She's a big teaser. Yes. She took me half the way there. Yeah. The Beatles are so... She's a big teaser. You know what I want to hold your hands about? Yeah, exactly. No, it's please, please me. And that. The Beatles are so dirty. Filth you know, You know what our, um, the Beatles uh, song I Want to Touch Your Boobies is all about, don't you? <laughs> yeah? What? <laughs> There's another one I won't mention, but so it's quite obvious the, what the, that's the, about. The Daily Mail... Yeah, it's, I've got it here. I can well, read along an Ian if you want. It's it's filth. There are three filthy filthy stories Re- revealed at last, and I've got to, I've actually got to tread carefully around. This is a family newspaper. I've got to tread carefully around this, particularly around some of them. Revealed at last, the true measure of a man. I'm going to turn Kelly's microphone off. Yeah, just because you get a bit near the knuckle, and I don't want I don't want her knuckles anywhere near this. No. When Adrian Mole measured his thing mm-hmm. and found it to be 11 centimetres long, he fueled a generation of teenage anxiety. Adrian's 4.3 inches... This is done by Ben Spencer, the science reporter. <laughs> Adrian's 4.3 inches, as recorded in his fictional diary by Sue Townsend, was for many years the only measurement for teenage boys to compare themselves against. No, it wasn't. Now British... I'm not even... I'm, I'm going to tread... Am I the voice of reason around this story? Now British scientists... Can we send Justin out on this? No. Now British scientists have come up with a more scientific study of genital normality... Hey, guys, cancer's still out there. ...which they hope will, will <laughs> the help... the ruler away. ...the next generation of adolescents deal with their worries. A study of 15,000 men... Imagine being the poor woman that had to do that job in 16 countries reveals the average length. I mean, to, well, I've, I've started, so I'll finish. To be 5.16 inches when... And 3.6 inches oh. when... Oh. Scientists, sorry, psychiatrists from King's College London hope their report, published in the British Journal of Urology International... My monthly subscription's not arrived to that yet. 
will help doctors treat patients with serious anxiety disorder. Flipping it. Oh, they've got a graph. They've showing they've got a graph showing length and girth. The graphs show a range of measurements ranging from 1.9 inches to 8.3. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's starting to look very busy between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. And looking at the M25, no reports of any delays at the moment, but it is starting to get quite busy on the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way, that's starting to look slow from the A41 Apex Corner down towards Mill Hill Circus. And looking at the speed sensors in High Wycombe, it's moving fine at the moment on the A404 Amersham Road. But there's roadworks at the junction for Gerald's Road, which could could get busy later on today. Looking at the train departure boards and the 701 service from Milton Keynes Central to East Croydon has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. That's easy for you to... Oh, it doesn't work there. Sorry, I was harmonising a bit too much there to the uh, news bed, but it really is a lot of fun. Uh, It's Wednesday the 4th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. Police in Luton say they are becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. We'll speak to Dealey in a bit, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. After a clear night, it's a chilly start this morning. Sparkles of frost everywhere, so it is fairly chilly. Uh, but it is going to uh, get a little bit milder today. There's plenty of sunshine, a bit of patchy cloud. We could pick up a shower, but it's fairly unlikely. They will be isolated if you do, and not quite as exciting as yesterday's showers. But we could still get one. Sunshine between them, though, and the maximum temperature getting up to around 9 Celsius. And it's actually going to feel a bit milder because that biting northwesterly wind from yesterday is just a little bit lighter, only a little bit. Overnight tonight, it's a repeat performance. Dry and clear, temperatures slip away, the wind's light and the minimum temperature is zero. So again, a frost tomorrow morning. So for Thursday, a chilly start, but there is more cloud. Still, we'll get some breaks in the cloud and gradually we're going to see the temperatures get a little warmer. The maximum tomorrow, 10 Celsius, 50 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, there is a lot of cloud. It's a settled week, but it is going to mean the temperature is getting up to around 14 Celsius by the time we get to Saturday. And that's your forecast. We listen as well as talk to people. We love Beds, Hearts and Bucks. We live in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. It's got a nice mixture of music and, and speech. I think it really cares about people locally. The best radio is when you're listening as well as talking. We care about you, the listener, about what's going on in your lives. What's happening to you is important to us. And it really knows our local community sort of inside out. And this radio station is fantastic because of what, A, the stories, and B, the presenters who deliver them. You trust it when you're listening to all our presenters. You know where you are and you, you, you feel good. All of our stories, all of our guests, everything we do is for Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. We do stuff like this. Never did too well at school, but I learned all I need to know. Like how to change a tyre and clean myself from head to toe. But some knowledge has eluded me and one puzzle still remains. What on earth 
Life is the mystery of Abbas Langley Fire Brigade. Did all the helmets go missing one day, or did a dog get stuck up a tree? Did a ghost one night go down their pole? Pray tell because it's torturing me. Tell us the secret, let the cat out of bag because the puzzle still remains. What on earth is the mystery of Abbas Langley Fire, Abbas Langley Fire, Abbas Langley Fire Brigade? Be great. Hey, you weren't supposed to spot that mistake, that deliberate error. You were supposed to spot it, spot the mistake, and you did. You ruined the game for the listeners. Oh. Catherine, good morning, Just. Boss, I'm not happy. Hey, what's your beef, Not mate? happy hey, this morning. come on, fella, what's going on? What, you know, what, you know, what, what happened? What, we are radio mavericks, aren't we, correct? Um, Would you go along with that? Well, it, uh, only in as far as I abide by all of the rules laid mm. down by Ofcom and indeed the British Broadcasting Corporation as they feed my children. Uh, and okay. can I have my children back, please, Ofcom? <laughs> um, I've been tipped off about something. Eey. There is uh, another Justin working in radio. Mm. He works in Australia for Radio News 2UE. And guess what he does? Guess what he's bragging about this I morning? I saw this yesterday and it included yeah. me and I don't really want any part of it, mate. He is doing a feature called Taking It to the Streets. How dare he? I have tweeted him abuse. I know, uh, you included me in the abuse, No, mate. I didn't. No, no. I think you're missing the connection. It's Australia, right? Yeah. Who did you use to do the Taking It to the Streets jingle? Well, I messaged him and said, listen here, son, I bet you haven't got Peter Andre voicing your street jingle. Peter no. Andre's told him. You reckon? Yeah. Either way, I'm not happy, guys. Not what happy. You, what would you like to do to this gentleman? Um, well, I think we need to, first of all, have a little chat, and uh, we should go from there. Okay. Oh, a chat. It, I, just, just, I just think, Justin, mm. you are a representative, I'm going to say it, ambassador yep. for the BBC, and, and just it fills me with dread. Mm. You can't go round slagging off Australians on Twitter. You can't do it, No, mate. no, I'm not slagging off Australians. You're having a Barney with him, no. and you can't do it. It's got nothing to do with him being Australian, but he works for an Australian radio station, and quite frankly, he's taking the Michael. Do you think his real name is Justin, or is he also nicking that? No, I think that is his real name, but he's yeah. certainly nicking our feature. Well, well... Uh, uh, rude. No, fair play. This is war. Hmm. All right. Leave it with me, Justin. OK, cheers, boss. Now, the, uh, Catherine, you are making lots of oohs and ahs. What about this 16-foot python dumped yeah, in Lancashire? This, it's a python, is it? It's yeah. not connected to the last story. We were going to send you out on the last story, Justin. It's a great story, Catherine that one. Catherine has poo-pooed it. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. That would have been great research. Yeah, it would have done, but she's poo-pooed it. Yeah. Oh. I think One, we know all we need to know about that. 1.9. Dear poor fella, he might, well, might as well give up. He's probably got a big personality. Yeah, <laughs> but they say, don't they? Oh, it, it's not the size that matters, but we all know that. Mm. Anyway, 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 go on, yeah. what have you got? A huge snake found dead in a northern waterway may have been living wild for several days and was capable of attacking a human, experts say. 16-foot, 5-inch Asiatic reticulated python was found in the Leeds and Liverpool Canal at Rishton near Blackpool. No, Blackburn, sorry. Blackburn. The species, a non-venomous constrictor, is the world's longest snake and can kill... It can kill. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. We need this, of course, for this story. It can kill. Wildlife Crime Officer PC Carl Chu said, 
A python of this size could have attacked a person, so it's fortunate that no one came to serious harm. It's the end of that story. Okay, well, that's a big snake, but it's dead now. It's quite. Um... So what, you want to send him out on? Have you ever seen a big snake? Again, it's linked <laughs> to the previous. What's the longest thing you found? No, I prefer. Ooh. I'm going to override you. Okay. I'm going to ride roughshod over you. Right. Overrule. Go on then. Sustained. What you got? Objection, Your Honour. What you got? Uh, Celia Imry. She's an actress, Justin. Okay. She's 62. She says she loves wolf whistlers. Oh! Actress Celia Imry has said women who complain about being wolf whistled mm-hmm. should lighten up. Miss Imry said, I'm thrilled if I'm whistled at. Of course I am. Yeah. People have become so moany. I mean, I'm not mad about being called love or dear, but I quite like darling. And really, lighten up, everyone. There's enough horribleness in the world. I don't mind a wolf whistle. I do mind. <laughs> see, that's nice. Let us see your bottom, let us see your bottom, your hairy bum, (laughs) I know your mum. Wow, you see, that bit is the bit I would um, not be happy about, and I've shouted back (laughs) before, and then got threatened with a punch in the face, which was less than romantic. I would never dare... Wolf whistle. I just wouldn't dare do it, Justin. No, but men it's not don't. for me. The only men that dare do it are men who were like 12 foot up on a bit of scaffolding with their mates. I'll tell you a very quick story. Years ago. Does, does this need spooky music at all, Jess? Um, no. They're, they're, okay. Have you got offensive music? Um, offensive music? Yeah. 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 I know which one. Oh, which one do you fancy? Da, da, da. Oh, you. Oh, hang on a second. Okay, Bouncy yes. Go. music. Okay. Very quickly. There was a lady who works at our radio station and next door to our radio station there was about 20 builders and they were up on scaffolding and every single lady, and I mean every single lady who walked past, that they wolf whistled at. So I sent one of our reporters out to go past and secretly record them. When she walked past, nobody wolf whistled. Can you take it to the streets for us, Justin? Yes, boss. Speak to you later on. Take care. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. said hello and I said hi I knew right there you were the one but I was caught up in physical attraction but to my satisfaction maybe you were more than just a friend
Good choice, Kels. Welcome. You are welcome. No, I'm welcome. Tune. You like that tune? I do. I wish um, Gabrielle would reveal the eye, though, now. Ah, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. What are you doing that for? Ooh, I'm <laughs> feeling the 1992. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. The what? Her eye is none of your business. Leave it. It's become my business. Leave by continued efforts leave to, to Gab- hide it. Leave Gabrielle's eye out of it. That's something she uses to scare her children <laughs> if they've been naughty. All right. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, it's starting to get very busy between the Combeworth Turnoff and the Black Cat Roundabout in both directions through the roadworks. Looking at the motorways on the CCDV cameras, the M1 southbound's very slow from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne. It's also looking very sunny, but that could cause problems with visibility. The M25 anti-clockwise is looking slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And in Denham, from the A40 Western Avenue towards the M25, it's looking quite slow. It's very busy looking at the speed sensor in that patch. On the train, there are no reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC yeah. Three Radio. Yeah, Samantha, you yeah. are on fire today. You know what? It's beautiful on the cameras. Yeah? Oh, you feeling it's the vibe? Pretty. Oh, so mate, nice. that's so wonderful yeah. to hear. Speak to you in a bit, yeah? She's gone. OK. Do you mind being wolf whistled at? Surprising, it's never happened to me. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, doctors claim money for A&E not spent correctly. Luton father and baby son still missing and wins for Watford, Wickham and Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. The clinical commissioning groups for Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire say that their money was spent trying to keep patients out of A&E. But Dr Simon Hunter from the Royal College of Emergency Medicine in in the region which covers Buck says they wanted the money to go directly to hospitals. The college has found that only about 1% has come to the departments directly. It's not to say that the money's been spent elsewhere on things that aren't helping the accident emergency departments, but only 1%, so 7 million is, has come directly to the department. Police in Bedfordshire say they are becoming increasingly concerned for a father who has gone missing with his eight-month-old son. 22-year-old Kieran Carroll from Luton was reported missing yesterday afternoon along with his son Louis. He was last seen in Luton at approximately two o'clock. The government has agreed to sell its stake in Eurostar. The deal will be worth more than three-quarters of a billion pounds to the taxpayer. Around a dozen women detainees at the Arleswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire were involved in a peaceful protest last night. Labour is calling for an independent inquiry after a second member of staff was suspended following undercover filming. 
A pressure group is calling for online voting at the next Watford mayoral election, where Brute's Democracy says the technology could increase turnout and should be extended to all voters in time for the 2020 general election. Alex Stevenson is the Hertfordshire-based parliamentary editor at politics.co.uk. The problem is this is a, a technical, sort of mechanical kind of solution. It's not really addressing the main problem, which is that people are basically fed up with, with our politicians. It's the ideas and the policies that they're coming up with that are the problem. Living standards for typical middle-income households are now back to where they were before the financial crash, according to the Institute for Fiscal Studies. But the independent think tank says incomes for people aged between 22 and 30 have fallen by 7.6% over the last six years. In sport, Watford are up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 1-0 win over Fulham. Bettinelli might come to Deeney who hammers it into the roof of the Nets from the edge of the six-yard box and Deeney was the first to react and he thumped it into the roof of the net from six yards. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to third in League One after losing 2-1 at home to Chesterfield. Wickham stay third in League Two after a 2-1 win at Tranmere. Luton lost 1-0 at Bury. Stevenage beat Plymouth 1-0. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells but breezy with the chance of an odd shower. A maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Can I just say to the gentleman that spent the last hour calling on two telephone lines, the fact that you're not been answered, I don't know, maybe take the hint. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hospital money. Online voting. And the wolf... Whistle. Celia Imri. I think I've worked it out. Hang on. I think I've got it. I've got it. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Celia Imri, the actress, yes. says she likes to be wolf whistled at. She's also really posh. Is it a, is it a posh thing? Po- she likes do, a bit of common. She likes a bit of common. Do posh birds... Some of the literature I used to read in the 1980s, the letters pages, would imply to me that posh women um, do like a rough men. All right, love. It's Ooh, who's the daddy? It is a silly thing to do, really, isn't it? It's romantic. Um, I would never, ever do... OK, t- two things here. Do you mind being wolf-whistled at, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Have you ever done it? That tends to be the natural order, order of things. And women, have you ever retaliated? Because I have once. Oh, you got into... You, what did you do to the gentleman who's trying to be... He, uh, well, he whistled, and I thought, OK, fair enough. He was over the other side of the road with his mate. Yeah. Um, and he whistled, and then he started shouting quite obscene things at me. So I shouted um, quite a strong swear word at him. Yeah, okay. And, be- and his mate laughed. Right. So he was embarrassed. Yeah. Then he threatened to come over and punch my lights out. Hey, really? Yeah, it went from love to hate oh, quite quickly. Blimey. Um, and did it work? I mean, that's that's your husband now, is it? <laughs> is that how that works? No, I just sped up um, my walking. But yeah. I did think, how dare you talk to me like that? I'm just, you know, it was. And do you know another thing? It was about eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, I listen. There is love has no time limit. If, if you're in the it's mood, so rude, though. For I mean, dalliance. If you, appreci- if you appreciate the fibre of someone's fabric, that's one thing. Well, but saying exactly what you'd like to do with the fibres. <laughs> oh, well, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Do you mind a, a, a wolf whistle 
And as a bloke, have you ever done it? I, c- I do hope this morning that Justin goes out and uh, does some of these, does some wolf whistling to some women. Because I, I cannot uh, imagine having the guts to do it, the courage to do it. Men only do it when they're at a, a reasonable distance, I yeah. believe. Okay. Or load a mate. Yeah. Oh, 08459 You can um, send us a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Now, a group representing A&E doctors is complaining that their departments didn't get a fair share of a multi-million pound cash injection aimed at easing winter health pressures. The Royal College of Emergency Medicine says the money should have been given directly to hospitals rather than to the clinical commissioning group which runs them, along with clinics and surgeries. I'm joined now by Dr Mike Smith, who's from the Patients Association. Morning, Mike. Morning, Ian. Uh, you've referred to extra funding having been wasted. Has it really been wasted if it was spent on uh, <coughs> uh, other NHS services? Well, this has all happened uh, quite recently, but I missed it, but apparently somebody from uh, the NHS England was talking to John Humphreys on the Today programme, oh. explaining that the money wasn't meant to go direct to them in the first place. It was meant to go to pr- ways to prevent the A&Es being over, over flooded. Ah. And uh, I, I can see the sense in that. You see, one of the reasons why they're over flooded is because of the lack of a satisfactory 24-7 community care system, which therefore means that, uh, as we know from research, something like four out of five people have no faith in the out-of-hours system, and so they want to talk to a healthcare professional with 111, which is what they can phone. They don't talk to a healthcare professional, but a lay-trained layperson, and they're turning up in A&E, and and, and many of them, a huge proportion, leave without investigation or treatment. All they need is a bit of advice, and so understandably, if the money was somehow to go in a way that would enhance that um, community service, then we win all round. Um, And the other thing is, of course, that the hospital service is madly expensive, understandably, because it's got to have all the equipment, it's got to have 24-7 specialist staff, it's there for acute emergencies, not for a a discussion with your healthcare community team. And and so it, 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 it really highlights the changes that have got to come about if we're to have a satisfactory um, service um, fit for the job, given that the population is getting older, they've all got anxieties, many of them are living alone, and they need to talk to a healthcare professional at the time when the anxiety kicks in. Now, it's all very well to say, oh, well, you know, we're here to provide for their needs, not for their wants. If you provide for their wants too, they get better quicker and they, 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 they it's better all round. You've, you, I've been struggling to get my head around this story this morning, Mike, and you've kind of, you've, you've, you've explained it really well. And, uh, uh, for example, Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Bucks, um, they said that they spent their money on increasing bed capacity and better support for elderly patients to prevent them needing to be admitted to hospital. So, in effect, they that got is it helping right. A&E, isn't it? Yeah, they got it right. You see, that's that's I gather because it it wasn't made clear when the um, the, the um, A&E people, the College of Emergency Medicine, who are not their representative body, they're their professional body, if you like. The the the, the it's, it gets a bit confusing, like the NHS at the top. BM the BMA is the doctors' union. And the um, Royal College of GPs, the Royal College of Physicians, the Royal College of, and the College of Emergency Medicine—they're the professional bodies that sort mm. of see the standards of training, and so on. And they—they they said, and they put out a dramatic statement yesterday that said 700 million had gone to help the problem, and they'd only got one percent of it. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, that's a dramatic story, understandably. Um, but <laughs> the, the purpose of that 700 million, as it was, it was somebody from the NHS, as I say, my wife heard it when I was making the tea, and she said to me, mm. you know, there was somebody explaining it all from NHS England, which makes a lot of sense. Maybe and, we should be speaking to Mrs Smith then. If, yeah, if she's I think you should. <laughs> but one of the problems this, that was, was raised, one of the, the points that was raised earlier on is that perhaps the money shouldn't have gone to the CC, uh, the, the, the clinical commissioning groups. It should have gone to... Um, the hospitals directly. Would that have had any impact, do you think? Well, I don't know that it would, because, you see, one of the troubles with the NHS is is you can't, at the moment, give it more of the same <clears throat> and hope to, to deal with the changes that we're seeing. I mean, GPs are, are being overstretched because they're having to fill in all sorts of forms and they're having to deal with um, the large number of people who want to see them and can't get appointments. Uh, as a result of this, many of the people that can't get to see them will turn up in A&E, which they shouldn't do, really, because, in fact, you know, it's understandable they do. They can see... They they can see a supermarket there providing a modern service in A&E and they can see a corner shop of the general practice which isn't open until 8.30 in the morning and all, you know, it's, it's, it's something has got to change but it's got to come from the bottom up and, mm. and I, I gather from what the um, dame somebody from the NHS England was saying this morning was that uh, they, they were giving it to the, to the people that they expect thought could change the local service mm. for the better and as you say, Stoke Mandeville appear to be have come up trumps in this regard in that they uh, that's what they were doing Mike, always good to talk to you, maybe we'll speak to Mrs Smith next time, uh, thank you very much indeed, Dr Mike Smith from the Patients Association Across beds, hearts and bucks This is Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio I got it I couldn't get my head around that story and I've got it now so thank you very much indeed for that we got any texts uh, Madame uh, Bovary yes who is Madame Bovary have oh, I said a rude thing oh is she a... tragic oh tell us the story that was the first French book that made me cry hey really yeah. oh hang on a second hang on a second we'll have some of that alright here we go <laughs> Let's have it. Emma Bovary, beautiful wife of a village doctor. You're not really... You're Listen, just, wait, no, wait, wait, French. You're not really selling the story. He's, he's... Well, do it in a French accent then, mate. If she's French, you've got to do it in a French accent. That seems obvious to me, yeah? Okay, go on then. Here we go again. Here we go. Hang on a second. Um... Emma Bovary was the beautiful wife of a village doctor. <laughs> Stop that! What? I'm relaxing. Anyway, her, her husband is nice. Oh, no, you've stopped the French accent. Her husband is nice, but just nice. Some big philandra comes along. She has an affair with him. You're losing the accent. She runs off with him. No. Then he dumps her. She dies of a broken heart. Her husband is left alone to raise their daughter. It's really tragic. It goes on for a bit longer than that. Tell me, tell me the very last line. Tell me the very last line of it in, in a French accent. I don't know the last line. Well, the last, well, what you just end the story in a French accent and then give me the finger and I'll know, I'll know it's ended and I'll play the music to end it. Okay? Ready? No, I'm not doing it. Why? Go. She dies of a broken heart. <laughs> and her husband no, no. is left to raise her daughter alone. Hang on a minute. Right, do it again. Just give me the last line, literally the last few words. I'm not interested in the story anymore. I'm uh -oh. just interested in, in me looking good. And the good doctor is left to raise his daughter alone. <laughs> the end. Um, there's a... Dizzy? Yeah? I never watched The X-Files because, well, it was rubbish. <laughs> but there's a... There's a sh isn't it like a... Like a shorter, there's a shorter bit of music for the X Files, isn't there? If I right, sing to me, Dizzy. 
the X Files music. Something like that, right? There's nothing like that. Yeah. There's a bit, there's a really short bit, I'm sure, that goes. Yeah. That's not what you just sang. Oh, you know, I was skipping to the main chorus. You know, the main like the verse. Uh, <laughs> don't what's what's that song? Don't bore us, just get to the chorus. <laughs> Dizzy, what you got for us, mate? Oh, mate. Well, look. I mean, I get. Is it a, um, sp- is it a spooky? Is it a spooky story? No, but okay. you can put spooky music. Okay, fine. Yeah, thanks. You know I mean? Um. So anyway, um, I, I get wolf whistled at all the time. Hey, really? Yeah. Yeah. By whom? Oh, like men. Women. What? what? Birds. Men, women and birds? Yeah. Why are they wolf whistling you so much? Um, some people have said I'm remarkably handsome. Right, but why are they really wolf whistling at you so much? Uh, some people have said I'm unbelievably handsome. Okay, is it... Have you got, like, um... Do you look like, um, um John Merrick or something? What's what's going on? Wow, who, who's John Merrick? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Oh, hang on a minute, Kelly's right. just got that little... This is the bit I was thinking of. Hang on a second, thank you, Kelly. <laughs> This is the X-Files uh, music. You ready? You sing your, what you thought it was again, Dizzy. <laughs> that bit. OK, well, let's have a listen. This is, uh, this is the bit I was thinking of. There we go, spot on! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to Junction 19 for Watford. On the A1M southbound, it's slow between Junction 3 for St Albans and the M25. And looking at the cameras on the M1 southbound, that's starting to look very slow from Junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. It's also building up on the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9 at Redbourne. In both directions on the A1 Great North Road, it's looking very slow between the Comewood turn-off and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. It's also causing queues to the St. Neots Junction. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Sammy Brough. 7.15, it is Wednesday the 4th of March. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that, million, that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. Police in Luton say they're becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. And in last night football, there were wins for Watford, Wickham and Stevenage, but defeats for MK Dons and indeed Luton! BBC Three Counties Radio. Two of Britain's most senior parliamentarians have vigorously denied any wrongdoing. The biggest news stories mean different things to different people. HSBC has described 2014 as a challenging year after reporting a 17% drop in its annual profits. To us, the biggest stories are what's happening right here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. A cancer charity based in Steelers says they won't give up even though £5,000 worth of stock was stolen. My little collection tins, that's all gone. Every day, we bring you the things that matter most to you. With new News bulletins throughout the day. A memorial outside Luton Police Station for Leon Briggs could be removed. In-depth discussions. She's proved to the nation that she's actually a human being. She's not an automaton. And online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Local news. When and where it happens. BBC Three Counties Radio.
call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm in a real sing-songy mood today. I don't know why, I'm just feeling, um... There is a shorter bit from The X-Files, isn't there? That I'm trying to think of. Is it... Oh, what is it? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Uh, And uh, wolf whistling. Do you object, ladies and men? Would you even dare do it? I'm surprised. Well, no, 08459 455 555. You just heard me censor myself then. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, Now, a national pressure group is calling for online voting to be introduced in elections in Hertfordshire. WebRoots Democracy believes the technology should be tried out in places like Watford first before being extended to all voters in time for the 2020 general election. Well, Chief Executive Arik Chowdhury joins me now. Morning, Arik. Good morning. Why, why do you think this is such a good idea? Well, first of all, turnouts in uh, elections are quite low, not just in uh, devolved mayoral elections, but also in general elections. Also, there's been cultural change in society. We now have 38 million people socialising online, 26 million banking online, 4.5 million dating online. So what, what we're basically trying to do is update our democracy so that Voting is in line with the way that people live the rest of their everyday lives. So how would it work? So with online voting, we'd probably take a similar system to Estonia, who's the only country that's used it in uh, major parliamentary elections, and they've recently celebrated their 10th anniversary of doing so. Who's, sorry, who's way, doing this? Estonia. Oh, oh Estonia, OK, yeah. yeah. And how so does it work there? What do, what do the Estonians so the way, do? The way they do they have online voting as an option alongside polling station voting and postal voting and the, what, what you do there is that you can vote multiple times with only your last vote counting so there's an extended online voting period what? and what that does is it guards against people uh, pressuring you into voting a certain way or uh, purchasing votes for example and what you can do as well is if even if your final vote is pressured you can go in person at the polling station and vote and that this right, so you are so you're, you're 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 highlighting the fact that people might be pressured or, or that the, the, the yeah. online voting might be corrupt no i'm saying that it has safeguards against being pressured the, by, so the safeguard against the safeguard against online uh, voting being corrupt is that they go into a polling booth and vote only if your your very final vote is discounted but that's a safeguard that doesn't exist currently in the postal voting system Okay, so if but, you look but, at it within the current system, so to, to make sure that online voting is legitimate, they have to be able to go and cast um, a, a, a vote in a ballot box. But I thought people didn't want to vote in ballot boxes. No, no, no. People obviously there are lots of people who do want to vote in ballot boxes. The point with the safeguard of being able to vote in a polling station is that, in case you are um, pressured by a family member or someone like that, you can still cast a legitimate vote, which in the current system you just don't have that safeguard with. OK, well, supposing, supposing it wouldn't stop sell- the selling of votes, though, would it? Yeah, again, it would uh, It would no. stop the selling of votes because if someone was to buy your vote, it would be worthless if you could recast that vote. Yeah, but, but vote if you've sold your... But if, 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 if you're talking to the disenfranchised, the people who don't want to get involved in voting, young people, I'm guessing yeah. this is primarily, primarily aimed at, those who are quite happy to uh, text a vote to the X Factor or press their red buttons now, if they sell their vote for, I don't know, 10 quid, and they weren't bothered about voting anyway, someone says, here's a tenner if you vote for um, uh, parliamentary candidate X, well, yeah. why would, well, they've sold their vote. Why would they then go off to a voting booth and vote if they're not that bothered anyway? 
there's nothing to stop people doing that now, though. I mean, you could give someone a tenner and say, can you get to a polling station and vote for X? Ah, yeah, but no, but the, the thing, of course, is only one person is allo- allowed behind that curtain. So you can say, yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go and vote for X, but actually they go and vote for Y. Online, you'll, you'll have someone over your shoulder going, go and press X. Oh, well done, excellent, thank you, here's your £10. Yeah, but the point with the, the repeat voting is that what that safeguards is... No, 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 but it wouldn't, like Eric, it, it wouldn't safeguard it, because if they're not bothered about voting anyway... Yeah. They'll just take the tenner well, and they go buy a packet of fags. So they're not if they're not bothered by it. Um, it well, that, again, but that does still exist with things like postal voting in the current system, which you can make the exact same argument. Yeah, you could exactly. Not, Let's get rid of postal new, voting. Not a new thing. But the thing with online voting is that it does have at least a safeguard against that. It's it's not the style of voting, is it, that, that's putting people off? It's the fact that, that people don't feel um, they, they don't feel connected with politics. They don't think the politicians have anything um, to say to them. Uh, they yeah. they feel disenfranchised, and that all politicians are the same. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, this, that's true. I mean, in in the report that we released yesterday, it shows that online voting isn't a silver bullet. But what it would do is engage the people who currently are locked out of their voting systems, and not just young people. So, for example, people with vision impairments currently are unable to cast a secret ballot in the current system and a lot of charities are calling for the ability to vote online because at the moment people with vision impairments have to rely on someone else casting their vote on their behalf. They would still have to if they're doing it online, wouldn't they? They can't see, they can't see. Well, there's a lot of accessible accessible websites that they can use that are vision impairment friendly. But um, How many people does that... Any any election... How many people does that affect, Eric? There's about 2 million uh, people in the UK with vision impairments. But in general, in our report, it shows that online voting would use the turn of uh, young voters by 26 percentage points, 70 percent, and it would boost um, overall voting by around 9 million. So it could have a really significant impact, although it wouldn't boost it to 100 percent. As you said, there are still a number of issues around disillusionment, uh, apathy. And that's it. it. That's it, isn't it? That, but that, that, that surely is the prime. Is the primary thing. Is is is. It's not the, the style of voting. And it's all very good to say, oh yeah, you'd be able to do it on your mobile phone or or, or, or whatever. It's the fact that that young people, flipping it, I feel disenfranchised as a middle-aged man quite often. I I don't feel they're talking to me. And and that's surely you have to engage young people in politics instead of giving them um, flashy gimmicks, don't you? I wouldn't say it's a gimmick. I would say it's, as I said at the beginning, it's more being in line with the way we live every uh, rest of our lives. So, so for example, banking online, there's now millions of people doing that, people are socialising online. It's really uh, a logical step, really, in updating our, our method of voting, not just, for, not just because of the turnout and impact on accessibility, but also it would reduce costs massively. So a conservative effort in our report is that it would reduce costs by 12.8 million. And um, that's likely to be a lot higher. That's basically on the basis of financial information that's available out there at the moment. Why Watford, Eric? Why have you chosen there? So an ambition for... So a number of groups such as the Speaker's Commission on Digital Democracy and the House of Commons Political and Constitutional Reform Committee have picked an ambition of 2020 as an ambition to have online voting. So in our report, we've looked at mayoral elections specifically in the next parliament simply because you can... Uh, test online voting much better in an area such as Watford because you can integrate it better with social media and you can have um, an election that's slightly more high profile than local council elections. So the way it's been trialled before is in specific wards, which hasn't, whilst it's been useful, it's not an accurate reflection of what it could be like in real life. And one of the impacts of online voting, one of the benefits is that it would boost 
turnout in elections such as mayoral elections and in Watford I believe it was 36 percent of people voted in 2012 which isn't which isn't a large amount. Eric, listen, we have to end it there. I appreciate your time. Thank you. It's an interesting idea. Um, that's the chief exec of Webroots Democracy, Eric Chowdhury, putting the it into politics. And on that bombshell... <laughs> OK, that wasn't what I was expecting it to be. I thought that was going to be the actual proper sting. Wow. Um, so okay. What do you, want? you just want the X Files shorter, is that what you're Just like the end bit. Um, uh, uh, okay. He obviously cares about what he's doing. Permission to speak freely, and it's going to sound like I'm being ra- uh, rude about Mr. Chowdhury, and I'm and I'm not. I'm just trying to speak honestly and shooting from the hip, which means I'm going to sound like I'm being rude. I'm going to be rude about him. He sounded really boring. And I, and I and the only reason I point that out, a lot of our guests sound boring or bored. The only reason I point that out is because. Um, Hearing someone like that talk about y- getting young people to vote isn't going to excite young people into going, hey, Eric's speaking my language, he's talking, f- he's talking for me. Yeah, but what he would probably do is hire, I don't know, uh, Robbie Williams or maybe... Uh who else is cool? Um, Jason Donovan. Like, um, I don't want to be rude about Harry because he's obviously his, 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 his head and his heart are in the right place. His heart's in the right place. He wants to get more young people voting. Um, Oh, God, I'm going to sound really rude. And I I feel bad because I couldn't say it to him. He sounds like part of the problem. Simply in his tone of delivery. It's not his fault. No. It's not his job to be a communicator. No, no, not at all. But, no, you... Well, it is his job to be a communicator. Well, no. He's the director of a tech firm. Webroots Democracy. Yeah. What exactly is Webroots Democracy? I'm assuming it's a, it's, it's it's not a tech firm. It's a company that wants to encourage people to to get engaged in politics, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but isn't that's it? why they hire PR companies. They could have hired a PR company there. I just don't think that Mr. Chowdhury will have have, have necess- And I could be wrong. Hey, I could be wrong. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five will have necessarily. Um, he had a very monotone delivery, and, and maybe somebody else could have got the message across. It might have been across. nervous. It, it might have been nervous, you're right. I do this job every day, and I still... Uh, um, what was the phrase you used? Cack myself. <laughs> um, when that red light goes on. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm being harsh on Mr Chowdhury, and I don't mean to, and if, if it sounded like a personal attack, it wasn't meant to. Mm-hmm. It's to talk about... Uh, I'm trying to reflect the apathy that a lot of young people apparently feel when it comes to elections. You want a kind of a Russell Brand, but not Russell Brand, because obviously he, that's not his you message. You want a Timmy Mallet. Um, maybe not Timmy... Uh, maybe I know. Yeah. Um, someone like Reggie. Uh, Reggie Perrin. No, Reggie off. Cray. Off of the um, Radio One. Reggie. Reggie Yates. Yeah. Reggie Yates would do it. Or yeah. Fern. Well, they had the cast of Towie. No, not them. Hmm? No. Really? No. Not okay. Them. They're going to vote for people on the basis of like who's got the best tan. Ream. Yeah, who's remist? I'm reaming. No, I don't think you can say that. OK. 08459 455 555. You've heard Mr Chowdhury there. Would, would, would that encourage you to vote? You can do it online? You can do it on your phone, on your laptop? Or you're still thinking, nah, not bothered? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, queues are building up between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 3 for St Albans towards Junction 1 for the M25. And looking at the M1 southbound, that's looking very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. And it's also very busy on the approach on the A5 southbound towards the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the A6 northbound in Bedford, that's looking very busy between the A421 and London Road. And looking 
looking at the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy? Yes? You're a young woman. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, well, you would assume. We, one would assume, uh, you know what assume <laughs> does? Uh, it, no. Okay. Um, well, I've, I've been following you and I have evidence to prove you are a young woman. Do you, would you <laughs> object if um, some uh, fat men on a work site wolf whistled at you? Uh, I'd probably have music in and not hear them. Hey, hey, give us a travel, love. Would that bother you? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably not pay any attention. Okay, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Someone asked you to get your travel out, would you? Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. Police in Luton say they're becoming increasingly concerned for a father who has gone missing with his eight-month-old son and the government is selling its stake in Eurostar in a deal worth £757 million. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are up to third in the championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 1-0 win over Fulham at Vicarage Road. Troy Deeney scored the early goal. Three-counties summariser Derek Payne says it's a significant result. It's about the points now. Performance wasn't too bad, but they've ground out a result, which, which says a lot for the future and the running, because they can play great football, as we know, but they've also started grinding out results, and that can only be good for their promotion push. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to third in League One after conceding a last-minute goal to lose 2-1 at home to Chesterfield with skipper Dean Lewington sent off his manager Carl Robinson. Certain one of their players got away with Blue Murder. Literally got away. Uh, Dean Lewington makes two challenges and on both of them he gets banned with a yellow card. Um, whether they were or whether they weren't, there's some more tackles today that went when nothing happened. Wickham stay third in League Two after a 2-1 win at Tranmere despite having sub Matt McClure sent off. Paul Hayes and Fred Onyadinma scored for Gareth Ainsworth's side. That's eight for youngster Onyadinma. Even I didn't realise he would do what he's done and an 18-12 is fantastic but again what, what a team he's got backing him up. You know he ran the line really well. Hazy got his goal which was fantastic. He really does add something to us you know and we do miss Hazy when he's not there. Luton remain fourth but are five points behind Wickham after losing 1-0 at Berry. That's three away defeats in a row for John Stills' side. It was um, higher up the pitch. We never got to grips with them. You know, defensively, we had to work our socks off to stay with it. And, uh, and we did. And we did. We did work our socks off. That wasn't the disappointing thing. It was quality that was the disappointing thing. And Graham Westley's Stevenage are just a point outside the playoff places after Bruno Andrade's last-minute goal gave them a 1-0 win over Plymouth. With their back five, it was always going to be a... a a game where you're going to have to be patient for your for your chances. But we knew they concede late goals and uh, sure enough it was a late goal on the counter-attack that won us the game. Aston Villa are out of the Premier League relegation zone after a 2-1 win over West Brom and in Conference South, Hemel Hempstead won 4-0 at Staines. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 8.
to the lyrics in that um, yeah. that time. What a sad story. It is sad. Isn't it sad? It kind of makes you feel happy at the same time. He's ha- moving around, he's yeah. meeting new people, Solving making crimes. friends. Solving yeah. crimes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin, uh, would you say hello to Penny? Hi, Penny. Hello. Hello, how are you, Penny? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well indeed. Boss, why are you passing the power over to me? Well, I just want to... Because Penny is uh, one of our younger listeners. Mm, mm. And we've just had the the, um, uh, the the talk about younger people voting. Sorry, Catherine, are we keeping you up? You always keep me up. Uh, we just had the talk about younger voting. And I've just realised maybe this show isn't quite as um, as hip uh, as... as uh, do, do, do you know what I mean, Penny? Is, 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 do you think the show's hip and with it, Penny? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, you sure we don't sound a bit square? <laughs> yep. Um, are we a bit square? Uh, can I just say, um, Huey Lewis and the News in the 80s, they performed the song Hip to Be Square. Yeah. So. I think if you're using the word hip, yeah. kind of uh, rules you out. Okay, no, no, no. Penny, I, I, what I'd like to do, Penny, is at the BBC. Well, we used to do this when I worked in commercial radio. Everybody would be rated. Okay, Penny. They would be rated. And if if people weren't rated well, they got the boot. The BBC doesn't do that, and I think that's wrong because it's your dad's money that's paying our wages. So, I'm going to go through the team one at a time, Penny. And I'd like marks out of ten... Uh, honest marks out of ten, okay. Forget the egos, forget all of this, <laughs> and also a little comment about them. So my feelings are very delicate. I'm just going to say that then. We're going to start with Catherine. Let's go with Catherine. What marks out of ten, uh, Penny, for Catherine? Ten. <laughs> Thank you, Penny. Ten being the worst. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Are you saying she's good? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, give us Penny. give us one sentence about uh, uh, Catherine, then, please. One one bit of constructive criticism. Um, she speaks sense. What? She speaks sense. You've been drinking a hooch or something? What the <laughs> heck are you talking about? All right. Okay. Let's go to Kelly Betts, Penny. Marks out of ten for Morning, Kelly Betts. Morning, Penny. Hello. Hiya. Mark's out of Forget the fact that she's listening. It's not relevant. She doesn't know where you live. She can't get to you. She's got your phone number, yes, but she can't hurt you physically um, within the next two hours anyway. So, Penny, <laughs> what would you say about Kelly Betts? Ken. Oh, f- wow. Who's Ken? She's going to make me swear in a minute. All right. OK, well, and give us a sentence about... Keep doing your high fives. Give us a sentence about Kelly Betts then, Penny. She's very funny. Oh, for goodness sakes. Oh, Oh, man, alive. They're really. You've got to keep off those legal highs, Penny. Okay. (laughs) Justin Dealey. Uh, nine. Oh. What? <laughs> nine? <laughs> Justin, you broke our run. What's going on here, Penny? Come on, uh, talk, pe- talk to me. No, Penny, uh, give us a sentence about Justin, please. <laughs> what What could he do better? <laughs> Penny? I don't know. You don't know? You, know, he, 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 you don't like him, do you? You don't like him, do you? don't like him. I do. OK, but he's, he's not as good as the girls. No. OK. Oh, gosh. OK. And Ian Lee, Penny, what would you give Ian Lee out of ten? Ten. Um, two. Two. Shush, um, shush, turn their microphones off. Mark, Ian Lee, Mark's out of ten for him, that guy. The guy that holds the whole show together and makes everybody else sound good. But what would you give him? Wow. Ten. Thank you very much indeed. And what, a little sentence... <laughs> a little sentence about Ian? Um... Uh, he's, I'll give you one. He's really cool. Everybody loves him. He's the best, yeah? Uh, yeah. Nice sure, one, yeah. Penny. Thank yeah, you very yeah. much indeed. That's great. You didn't steer her no, at all, though. No, not at all. Not at all. Penny is an, a young, independent woman. She makes her own mind up. Penny, you've called in. Not not uh, for that, but thank you. If anybody else wants to take part in the survey, you can. Uh, what would you like to say, Penny? Well, I want to know what you meant by get your travel out. Oh. Sorry? Tricky. Yeah? What? <laughs> I want to know what you meant by get your travel mm, out. Don't think. I don't know. Don't yeah, know what, you did. You said it to Sammy Broff. Don't know what your. Uh, how? Staying out of this one. Yes. Um, t- t- I suggest Kelly and Justin both stay out of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, how? Remind me how old you are, Penny. Fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it was a. It was. I a know little... what you meant. I don't know if you should get no, involved. I'm not going to be rude. Okay. Penny, I think he meant he wants more travel information from yes. Sammy Bruff, and well, he was just saying, saying, get all of your travel get news all out of hold back in travel the open. out now. That's what he Penny, meant. that's what I meant. OK. Has your, dad, has your dad allowed you to make this phone call? Yeah. I've gone right off your dad. I've <laughs> gone right off your dad. Is he trying to get an Ofcom against me? Penny, what have you got at school today, please? Um, math. Aye, aye, aye. What else you got? Have you got anything fun, like French? French, no. not fun. What's <laughs> French. Have you got? Have you got um, sports? PE. PE. You got PE. Ugh. No. Oh, good. That's, That's tomorrow. Good, That's tomorrow. So you just got maths yeah. all day. No, I've what? got other subjects. Well, like what, Penny? It's a simple question. Uh, Spanish. Good. I think. Hey, I tell Sometimes. you what, Kath- hey, I tell you what, Catherine speaks uh, uh, la espanol. <laughs> Catherine, have a little chat with Penny. Let's see if she's any good. Right, uh, go on. Hola, Penny. Hola. ¿Cuántos años tienes? Um. Quantos? No, that's the wrong one. Um, tengo. Tengo. Can 
Tengo 14 años. Muy bien. ¿Y dónde vives? Uh, vivo en Cranfield. En Cranfield. ¿Y Cranfield dónde está? Uh, ¿Dónde está? Sí. ¿Sí? <risa> ¿En qué parte de Inglaterra? Sí. I think we've lost her. Sí. Penny, ¿tienes algunos animales en casa? Sí. And what's spooky about that is everybody involved in that conversation died 100 years ago this very day. Anyway, um, let's go. Excellent stuff, Penny. Brilliant. Thank you. You're, you're such a good sport. Your dad's naughty. Barry's in Luton. Morning, Barry. Morning. What you got for us, boss? I've got an idea. Flat tyre club. Oh, yeah. Go on. Got up this morning. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> I'm fully clothed, though. Oh. Mm. Jumped in my van. Yeah. Yeah. Drove down the road. Heard a rumbling. Yeah. Flat tyre. <gasps> Hey, Barry, I'm joining your club, but I'm not joining the Flat Tire Club. I'm joining the Car Misfortune Club. <laughs> There I am, driving along the motorway at a reasonable speed. A motorway I've driven at a reasonable speed five days a week. Suddenly, out of nowhere, from a barrier above my head, one flash of the light. Flash. Two flashes of the light. Flash, flash. Oh dear. I've already got nine points, Barry. It's been nice working here, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, not a good day. I'm sorry about that, mate. Uh, yeah, no, I was just wondering if anyone else is having a, a rubbish day as well. Barry, I, I join you, brother, and I'm going to put that out there. Are you having a rubbish day? 08459 555555. Daily, you never have a rubbish day, do you? Always have a good day. Yep. Always, yeah. We're going to be positive. Yeah. Yep. Can I come and live with you? Uh, no. And you could drive me into work? Hey, taxi for Lee. I don't think we're at the joking stage yet. Not yet, mate. We're no, at the, no, no, still a bit, still a bit tense, yeah. A bit soon. You've taken it to the streets, Justin. Wolf whistles. What yes, you got? you've been talking about that this morning. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's why I, I asked you to take it to the streets, yeah, mate. Okay, boss, calm down. Calm down. Um, you've been asking uh, this morning whether people love it or they hate it. Uh, we have a full-on ladies' perspective to come after eight o'clock. Oh, beautiful. But to start with, we have the men's perspective, and these men are from the village of Caddington. Take a listen. What's your name, boss? Keith. Keith, have you ever wolf whistled at a lady? Yes. What happened next? How did she respond? She didn't. Can you give us a quick wolf whistle now? <whistles> no wonder she didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> so, when was the last time you wolf whistled at a lady? 30 years ago. Did she love it? Uh, yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. Sir, you're a geezer. Have yep. you ever wolf whistled at a lady? No. Come on, be honest. Oh, I'm being honest. What about your mates? Yep, loads of them. Yeah, and what yeah. happens? Does it normally go down well? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever wolf whistled at a lady? No. You sure? Sure. Briad, have you ever wolf whistled at a lady on the street? No, not really. Not really? No. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I do it in head, <laughs> but not, not out loud. You do it in your head, but not out loud? Yeah. Briad, you cheeky little thing, you. <laughs> We'll leave it there. Thank you. Yeah, He does it in heads.
Thank you, Justin. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, it's looking very slow from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout through the roadworks. On the A1M southbound, it's very busy now looking at the cameras between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise is slow from Junction 21 for the M1 towards Junction 19 for Watford. In Beaconsfield on the Amersham Road, that's very busy between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. And on the Trains Great Northern are reporting 10-minute delays through Welling Garden City because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, uh, Sammy. Got a comment on uh, Twitter. I don't like the wolf whistle. I just do the... T- <laughs> maybe this... Maybe this... You, you, you might understand this, girls. <laughs> I don't like the wolf whistle, says uh, an anonymous tweeter. I like the little, tiny, little tap of the hooter. Just a little... Eh. Would that work? Would that cause you to um, feel good about yourself? A little bip. Yeah. A little bip. I don't mind that, as long as it's not accompanied by suggestions of what might happen next. Get your travel out! 7.46, it's Wednesday the 4th of March. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. Police in Luton say they are becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. And in last night's football, there were wins for Watford, Wickham and Stevenage, but defeats for MK Dons and Luton. 08459 455 555. Wolf whistles and young people voting. All of that and not much more actually after the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A chilly but beautiful start to the day. We had clear skies last night, so it's left a clear start this morning. Plenty of sunshine. It is chilly, though. The temperature, sparkle or two of frost still there, but it shouldn't last for too long. Now, through the course of the day, we could get a bit of cloud moving from the northwest. On it, we could get an isolated shower, but it's fairly unlikely. If you do, it's not going to last for long or amount to very much at all. The wind, just a touch lighter than yesterday. It's not disappeared entirely. We've still got some fairly... Um, breezy spots but uh, it is a little bit lighter so therefore the temperature is going to feel that little bit milder maximum of 9 Celsius a chilly night again it's dry and clear the temperature down to zero so again some frost tomorrow morning but it is um, going to be another relatively mild day a bit more cloud around we're picking up the air from the southwest it's tracking right the way across the Atlantic so it's picking up some moisture and that's going to bring more cloud tomorrow but we'll still get some sunny spells and when we do it's going to feel pleasant the wind drops out a bit as well so the maximum tomorrow Double figures at 10 Celsius. That's 50 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. I do it in head. <laughs> I do it in head. <laughs> Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect this to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you'd paid the money to. The JBS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and, and reminded them of the statutory rights, which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they have put in writing to me that I no longer have the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. I do it in head. <laughs> Call 08459 455 555. <laughs> BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't know. 
I don't know why that makes me laugh so much. It's Marley, you sound this. It's the knowing tone to his voice. It, it's, it's the laugh at the end. It's as the well. laugh at the end. That you, I'm glad you've kept that. Listen, I do it in head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it oh, does make me chuckle. Thank you very much for that, Justin. Thank you, Kelly. Now, a woman from Watford is uh, doing her bit for elderly and vulnerable people with an idea that started. Well, Lynn, it started with the broken boiler, did it? It did indeed. What yes. happened? Well, we were we're very lucky. We have a working boiler, and a few months ago, it packed up for a few days. So um, I can't. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I can't begin to tell you how miserable it oh, is. Oh, it's flipping horrible. Living in a home when you've got no heat at all. Oh, it's awful. No um, heat, no hot water. It's terrible. Th- Exactly. Um, And at the same time, I happened to read an article in The Telegraph that was talking about the fact that a lot of older people at this time of year are having to make decisions whether to either heat their homes or to eat. And just the sort of permanently living like that is just... was just beyond really anything I could really comprehend um, and then you start I started uh, having a look on the internet as you do um, and there's a lot of advice out there for older people about keeping warm in winter and how to do it and the problems that it can cause to your health if you, you are cold at home if you're cold your blood thickens you're more prone to heart attacks and strokes so I decided to do something about it so what are you um, doing I've uh, well, I run a social enterprise called Small Acts of Kindness, oh, and yeah. over the last couple of weeks, and over the next couple of weeks, we're distributing warm in winter packs to older people in the Watford area, who and the packs contain blankets, socks, gloves, a hat, a mug, and a selection of hot drinks oh. and soup. Oh, and how so, are you? How are you? Uh, uh, is this for free? Yes, the packs are completely free. They're all brand new products. Gosh. They've, uh, been donated and so we're able to distribute them for nothing. And how, how many packs do you reckon you, you'll, be, you'll distribute? I have enough um, stock to distribute up to 100 packs. Hey, so, uh, and if, if I get rid of all of those, then I'll happily go back to the people that have made the donations and see if I can source some more. Where have you got the stuff from? Is it from, from? Did you just get in touch with some companies and say, look, this is what I'm doing. Can you give us some bits and pieces, please? Yeah, pretty much. Um, some have given, some have uh, given them at cost. And, uh, yeah. Uh, how so, are you finding the, the um, 100 old people to, to go and help? Well, this is the more difficult bit because obviously people who are in that situation are not uh, out there on social media or or on the internet. So I've got a little uh, group of volunteers who are out there pretty much every day going to churches, perhaps where there are lunch clubs, to local community centres. But I'm hoping that your good listeners will spread the word as well. Well, the word is being spread. If people um, (laughs) think that they might um, uh, want one of these... Or they might know uh, somebody, you know, next door neighbour or a gran or something that wants one of these. How how would they get in touch, Lynn? All they need to do is give me a call. My number is 01923. We'll give that out again in a couple of minutes so people have got a chance to go and get a pen and paper. Um, uh, And and, and this is completely free. There's no, they don't have to sit down and have a talk about anything. You just, you just give them and that's it. Yes, I mean, I can't change the world, but uh, I can change lives uh, and make a small change or a small difference to a group of people who really are suffering at this time of year. We're so unused to people um, do, j- just being uh, uh, um, uh, completely selfless and doing generous things just for the sake of generous, being generous and doing it. Uh, there'll be people listening, and I kind of am a bit as well. In scratching my, yeah, <laughs> so we're just scratching my head and thinking, but OK, well, where's, where's the catch? 
I thought you were going to say, how do I know that somebody actually needs the pack? Well, well we can we ask that. In, <laughs> we'll ask that in a second. But, wait, but is there a catch? Why? What? No, there truly is no catch. Um, I, I've, I've experienced firsthand, just for a short period of time, how miserable it is to be cold. And it is a huge problem. One old person dies every seven minutes from the cold over the winter That's a crime, isn't it? 5,000 people. I can't make everyone's homes warm, but if somebody who lives locally to me wants to be a bit warmer in their home, then I can help that. And you, you do raise the point. We've, we've got we've got a couple of calls. We've got this old fella called Peter Mulmer Green. He's a right old chancer. He phones up all the time. He's a miserable old so and so, Lynn. Uh, how, how would I'm you? Sorry, thank you for saying no, that. No, but he's he's probably not listening. He's as deaf as a post. <laughs> oh, hang on, Peter. You're not there, are you? Uh, absolutely. Oh, I can hear you. That's bad luck. I'll, I'll <laughs> congratulate that lady on what she's doing. It's actually. good, isn't it? There's oh, many, many you. people in need like that. Lynn, how would you know? And, and you know, I'm, I'm assuming most of the people that get in touch will be genuine. But but how would you know if someone's just a bit of a chancer and um, trying their luck? Uh, that, the honest truth is I don't, but I genuinely believe that uh, you, I, I believe in the vast majority of people being good rather than the vast majority of people looking for a, an opportunity. So if, if we hand out one or two to somebody who genuinely doesn't need it, that doesn't undo the good of, of the ones that we hand out to people who do. Lynn, give us out the phone number again if people want to get in touch. It's 01923. And am I right in thinking the Watford Library is somehow involved? We do. Watford Library very kindly have some packs there, so if somebody would prefer to collect one from Watford Library, then they can do that as well. Uh, Lynn, thank you very much for doing it. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Best of luck. Let us know how it goes on, won't you? Thank you. There we go. Do you know what, Peter? Yeah. I think we just spoke to a genuinely nice person. Absolutely. Doesn't she sound delightful? We're we're in great need of those two. Doesn't she sound delightful? Yeah, I know. And she's right. 25,000 old people will die this winter in this country. I believe it's more than that. It could be. That's underestimated. It could be. But for for one person, for one old person to die because they can't heat their house is a crime. Yeah, it's good. it will be even worse next year because, I mean, my rent just went up £5.80 and you think a pension increase won't be that. Yeah. Is that, is that what you've called to have a whinge about, Peter? No, no, no. What, what do you want to whinge about, about today, people, mate? I rang up to talk about people voting. Yeah. Now, if they don't like any of the major parties, please use your vote. Even if you vote for a minor party, the bigger parties will get the message because it's so important you vote. Now, I don't I don't like any of the major parties at all, so uh, I, I'm not uh, at grinding any axe at all with you. What I'm trying to say is it's very important that on. you vote. If you're a young person, or if you're any person, right, yep. any person, and um, you think that all the parties are the same, so you think that, that um, uh, the Tories, the Lib Dems... Um, and Labour, they're all the same. Yeah. Right? Take the phone out of your mouth, Pete. Um, <laughs> and you think that the, the Greens and UKIP are a bit silly and they don't really speak, you know, for whatever reason they don't speak to you. Well, then, then where are you going to go, Peter? Well, I would, I, would, I would go for a protest vote with one of the smaller parties. Even if you... Well, like BMP or something. Small, yeah, but the parties pick it up. They pick up the fact that no. the other parties... Majority uh, quantity of people voting from has increased, and what they do then? If they I vote Peter, if I vote Peter, it won't affect me. It will have no impact on me. The politicians aren't interested in me. Nothing changes for me. Well, uh, well, for, from from my point of view, from my point of view, which is seen many many governments, I've seen quite a few governments. 
They you remember Billy this, Younger, don't you? The last... I reckon the last eight years... We've been totally lacking in democracy, actually. Well, in what we, way? We've, the no, people, hang on, hang on. We've, the we voted, people are we've not voted getting for those... a word in edgeways. They don't want to debate with the public. They want to be presented, if you like, in places where they want to be. But if they had hustings like they used to have oh, and hustings. spoke to the public... But do you remember, do you remember when um, Ian... Du- not Ian Duncan-Smith. Who's the other bald fella? Catherine, oh, uh, who, Haig, you're talking about. Yeah, Haig, do you remember when Haig went out and did the hustings? Haig went out with a soapbox <laughs> saying we've got 100... When he was leader, we've got 100 days to save the pound. And he yes. went out on the soapbox and he was laughed at. Yeah, but when you when you see that's what you get. When you people go out on hustings or the people question them, you find out precisely who they are. We don't even know who these people are. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. I'm still reeling from speaking to uh, uh, Lynn Misner, uh, who, uh, who may be on, on uh, appearances, appears to be a genuinely nice person doing something completely selfless. We all have moments in our lives when we think, do you know what? I didn't realise how lucky I was. You know, sometimes it's a you know a loved one gets something awful and you kind of reevaluate your life. Yep. Uh, but then we kind of slip back into every day and moaning yep. and, and yep. not yep. feeling um, as lucky as we should, don't we? Yeah. Lynn's done something about it, which is what nice. What a nice lady. Well done, her. Lynn, thank you very much indeed. And I'm sure those um, 100 packages will be snapped up um, by people who need them. Right, 08459 455 555. What would get you voting? If you've never voted or you're not bothered about voting in the next election, what would get you excited? Is it the fact that you could do it on your computer? I quite enjoy going into into the schools. I like the the whole tradition of going into the school and showing you a bit of paper and telling the, the straw poll out the front, I'm not going to tell him who I voted for. I enjoy that. And do you mind a wolf whistle, ladies? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very busy on the A1 Great North Road in both directions between Roxton and the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. In Bedford on the A6 northbound, it's slow from the A421 junction towards Rope Walk. And on the motorways, the A1M southbound looking slow between junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. Also, the A1 southbound is very busy from junction 11 for Dunstable Road towards junction 9 for Redbourne. And on the trains, Great Northern reporting 10-minute delays through Welling Garden City because of a signalling problem. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, criticism over extra funding for A&E departments, police concern over missing father and son, and wins for Watford, Wickham and Stevenage. BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. The clinical commissioning groups for Bedfordshire and Buckinghamshire say that their money was spent trying to keep patients out of A&E. But Dr Simon Hunter from the Royal College of Emergency Medicine Region which covers Bucks, says they wanted the money to go directly to hospitals. The college has found that only about 1% has come to the departments directly. 
it's not to say that the money's been spent elsewhere on things that aren't helping the accident emergency departments, but only 1%, so 7 million is has come directly to the department. Police in Luton say they are becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. 22-year-old Kieran Carroll was reported missing yesterday afternoon, along with his son Louis. Mr Carroll is described as a white man of medium build with short brown hair. He's believed to be wearing black trousers and a grey hooded top and has tattoos on his arms. His son Louis is believed to be wearing a blue cardigan with a picture of a ship on it. The government is selling its stake in Eurostar in a deal worth £757 million. The Chancellor, George Osborne, says it's a good deal. Britain only has a minority stake in Eurostar and it's run as a private company already. By selling it, we've secured over three quarters of a billion pounds for the British taxpayer, much more than people expected. We can use that to cut the national debt, to invest in our infrastructure and it represents fantastic value for the British taxpayer. So it is part of our long-term plan to secure Britain's future. Around a dozen women detainees at the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire were involved in a peaceful protest last night. Labour's calling for an independent inquiry after a second member of staff was suspended following undercover filming. Staff at a petrol station in Beaconsfield were threatened with a hammer in the early hours of yesterday morning. Two men stole cash and cigarettes at the Holtzburg service station on the A40 at around 3.30. They escaped in a white van which was later found burnt out at Holtzburg cemetery. The High Court in Australia has found that two radio presenters broke the law by making a prank call to a hospital in London posing as the Queen and Prince Charles. A nurse who took the call in December 2012 later took her own life. The radio station could now face severe penalties. In sport, Watford are up to third in the Championship, just a point behind the leaders after a 1-0 win over Fulham. Flipped up by Cathcart, it's parried away by Bettinelli. Right comes to Deeney, who hammers it into the roof of the Nets from the edge of the six-yard box. And Deeney was the first to react and he thumped it into the roof of the net from six yards. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to third in League One after losing 2-1 at home to Chesterfield. In League Two, Wickham won 2-1 at Tranmere. Luton lost 1-0 at Bury. Stevenage beat Plymouth 1-0. The weather mostly dry with some sunny spells but staying breezy with the chance of an odd shower. A maximum temperature 9 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thanks very much, Simon. I'm just bullying James Whale on Twitter. What's James Whale's uh, tweet? I'll tell you why. I've just, Lee has just tweeted. I've switched my morning commute station to Ian Lee on BBC 3CR and I live in Essex. Oh, Whale needs to know about this. Yeah. What's Whale's name on Twitter? We're going to pwn him. Oh, We're... the great big whale or something like that. <laughs> boring old that. whale. The only way is talking about bros or something. Act big boring bum bum. The James uh, Whale. The with capital T-H-E. His head looks like a man's nut. Big baldy whale at James Whale, 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 boring, boring whale. You're really brave when he's a couple of counties away, aren't you? At, when, when you meet him, he's actually a really nice bloke whale. <laughs> Across beds, hearts, oh, and bugs. He is this a nice bloke. That's BBC the Three Counties Radio.
Right, what are we talking about, Catherine? We're talking about A&E feeling like that they've been uh, left out in the cold. There was a load of money um, sent towards the NHS to try and deal with pressures that they were set to experience this winter. A&E doctors are saying that they didn't get enough of a chunk of the pie. Uh, we're also talking about, oh, voting online, would you? Yeah. Or is it another thing that's, you know, uh, not going to get people voting? He's got 85,000 followers. Yeah, but he does things like this. Uh, he's doing videos of him whipping up his breakfast. He's got 85,000 wallow- wallowers. wallowers? Wallowers. He's got 85,000 wallowers. He's very old. He probably started when Twitter began. Yeah, I remember being shown Twitter by um, someone, a bloke I was working with, who I didn't really like. He wasn't very good at his job and we didn't get on. Um, and um, I went, nah, it'd be rubbish. Nah, I'm not doing that. Simply because he showed it to me. Yeah. Wow. Things you, here we go. Things you've turned down, you've poo-pooed, things you've poo-pooed because the person who told you about it was a poo-poo. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Things you've poo-pooed because the person who showed it to you was a poo-poo. I've got a phone in for another day. Okay, well then let's save it for another day. Okay. Dennis is on the line. Good morning, gentlemen. I, I, I made myself because... laugh without Rudolph's. No, yes. I was ringing up because you were saying the average uh, size of hey. gentlemen. Uh, yes. Well, they, it makes people jealous when they realise they're not as. Um, okay. I mean, I'm, um, voting. Yeah, well, it's an average thing. Okay, voting. Voting, yes. It's a mean it. average, very mean. Well, voting, yes. Young people. I was 21 when Who's it first started. Who's that woman in the background? And I've never missed a Dennis? vote. Dennis, hello. Never missed a vote. Hello. Hello. Who, what's that in the background? Is that your wife or the television? Can you unplug either Would one? Would you mind, but sweetheart, just turn the television down, oh, please. You can hear it. Stop it. Now, no. she's sitting in the corner crying now. She's doing what? She's sitting in the sitting corner in the crying because you've told her to turn the television good, down. Good, good. Anyway, Dennis, please, please talk to me. Right. Earlier on, you were talking about the length of a gentleman's... No, the voting thing, not well, that I'm bit. Well, I'm voting for that. Thanks oh. very much for calling. No. I just... I mean, pensioners today. I, he's a 90-year-old... People accuse me of being childish and mucky, right? He's a 90-year-old man who got shushed in the cinema watching Fifty Shades of Grey. Fact! Shall I do his call better? Yeah, go on. Uh, I've, I've never missed a vote in my life. I've voted every time. Great call, Dan. Thanks. Thanks. Now, it's claimed that millions of pounds of public money that was supposed to boost casualty departments this winter has actually been siphoned off into other areas of the NHS. The Royal College of Emergency Medicine, which represents A&E doctors, says only a fraction of the money reached its intended destination. Well, they're now calling for funding to be released directly to hospitals rather than being doled out by the clinical commissioning groups that run them, along with an area's clinics and surgeries. We can speak now to Dr Fran Ross, a GP from Bedford, who's been involved with the CCG's winter planning. Uh, morning, Fran. What's your response to the, college is, uh, the college's concerns? Well, good morning. Um, I can understand that the frontline staff in A&E um, are, are concerned about the money because they're under tremendous pressure. But actually, the winter's pressure money was allocated uh, to local communities to support the A&E, uh, not just the A&E frontline staff. Um, and if you think about the pressures in A&E, they, they, 
be developed because of the number of admissions, but also the flow through the hospital. So it's one great big pipeline that needs to be addressed, and all the money that Bevershire CCG um, was involved with has gone to support the frontline staff um, indirectly or directly. We spoke to uh, a representative uh, of, of uh, A&E's, of the Royal College of Emergency mm. Medicine, and they said across the country they only got 1% uh, of uh, of the money that was handed out, and, and even 10%, they say, would have, would have been uh, wiser if it was given to them. Well, the NHS does need more money, but I can only comment on, on local um, uh, issues here. Um, I mean, just look at our figures. Um, both uh, Bedford Hospital and Luton and Dunstable Hospital um, were top of the patch regarding A&E um, statistics. We got over 95%. So uh, the, the college report was saying that the winter pressures money didn't actually address the problem. I think locally we've proved that we have addressed it, and the figures speak for themselves. So where, where did that money go? then where did Bedford money go? Well there was there was a lot of money went on staff in the hospital um, we obviously saw the patients when they came in there was more staff involved in the uh, quick eyeballing the rapid assessment there was more people involved in the EEU that's the assessment unit that's sort of in between the hospital and the base wards um, there were six extra nurses there there was an extra psychiatric liaison a clinical navigation team to try and give people um, the right support as quickly as possible uh, the pharmacy increased the number of hours and days it was working. All these things added up. Plus, obviously, there was the ambulance, um, the community, um, things like IV drugs that were given to patients in their homes rather than them staying in hospital. So basically improving the access into the hospital, reducing the number of admissions, quickening the flow through A&E with extra staff. And there were a lot of GPs and nurses from the GP on-call service that helped out over Christmas. In fact, it was a very successful collaborative um, venture between uh, community social services and the hospital. Uh, And uh, we learned a lot from last year's winter pressures as well. So we we chose the projects that we knew worked. Fran, I appreciate your time and putting forward your point. Thank you, Dr Fran Ross, a GP from Bedford. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, she reminded me of something there. She was talking about eyeballing. It's not a reference to CB radios, but wasn't there some loser listener that listens to this show <gasps> who's having their eye whipped out or something because yeah, they couldn't they couldn't manage they couldn't manage two eyes properly, so they everyone whipped out. Neil had an industrial accident. Neil, I mean, well, I've worked I work in an industry. I've not had an accident. You don't require safety specs. Generally. Exactly. That's how tough I am. Do you know what I mean? It's people like that. He's Broken Britain personified. Anyway, Neil, good luck with your operation Oh, today. you say that. Really? You suck up. It's very sensitive. It's oh, wow, I can't believe he's going through that today. And yeah. you know he's what? going to give us a ring tomorrow wow. or the day after. So yeah, just, uh, uh, yeah, if, if, his, uh, if uh, um, health and safety says it's all right for him to do so, flip it. Do you know what? He's going to have an, literally have an eye taken out today. Do you know what's going through his head right now? Oh, stop it. His wife's driving him in the, driving him in the car. And this is going through his head. Neil, I'm really sorry about this. So there's a woman in a car, right? No, don't. Okay. I just think, you know, you've only got two eyes. Just, well, he's lost one. You know what I mean? Deal with it. Well, he might not have lost it yet, but, you know, D- you're making it. him feel great. He feels like this. Brave, Neil. Oh, he's not brave. Yeah, he's got to have it done. What a shame. Yeah, he's got to have it done. We might Poor get Neil. brain rot or something. What? That's what could happen, can't it? 
Ah. You really are a monster. He's not listening today. He'll it's be. You've got two eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thinking, do you know what? Well, I'm going to take my before. mind off it I'm by Ian listening Lee. to my mate Ian Lee, who always makes me feel nah, I don't cherished want, and special. I don't want chances like that. Listening. <gasps> I'm not being funny, right? If you can't look after it, a bit funny, yeah. You're never being funny. No, at this point, I'm actually quite angry that you would dedicate so much time to a fella who mismanaged his eyes. You started it. I didn't start it. I did. You saying that I poked his eye up because that is uh, libel, and you're libel together. That's lie. That's, oh, that's, right. that's okay. lie. Funny. Bible. Funny, yeah. funny times. Yeah, it isn't funny, mate. He's having his eyes taken out. And if you think that's funny, then shame on you. He's going to be like, I wonder if he's going to do the Gabrielle hair swoop. <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear my phoning for another day. OK, well, I look forward to it. 08459. <laughs> Four double five five double five is the telephone number. Should you wish to give us a call, also of course today is um, uh, BBC uh, Radio Survey Day. We've already had Penny's opinions. Uh, basically, we ask you very simply. Marks out of ten for myself, um, Catherine, Justin, and um, what's her name, Kath? Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. And a little sentence uh, about each one of us. So far, I've scored ten. Uh, Catherine has scored eight. No. Kelly has scored seven. No. And hey. Justin has scored nine. Those uh, scores um, were for, for uh, from Penny um, earlier on. Fourteen-year-old Penny be, earlier on. I don't think you should be the guardian of the scores anymore. I'm the guardian of the scores. I'm I'm got. Okay. <laughs> we're also talking about. Yeah. Does that offend you? Ooh. And are you the dealer of the? If there were the fair play, if there were a load of fifty. Oh, See, I think wolf, wolf whistle is talent. She whistles by breathing you in. Do, you're supposed to wolf whistle the talent, yeah. She <laughs> whistles by breathing in, like my daughter. Can you do it with fingers? Do you know how to no. do it with fingers? No. I can do it with any combination of fingers. Any, give me a combination of fingers. Where are you putting your tongue at this point? Doesn't matter. Show me, because I could never work tell it me, out. Tell me, tell me. Okay, how many fingers from my right hand? All of them. <laughs> and then I can't do any with my left hand. <laughs> Hang on. Oh yeah, again, <laughs> Billy Boaster. All right, give me a sensible number of fingers from this right hand. I have two. Two. Okay, and from this left hand? Four. Two. Okay. <laughs> Four finger whistle. How is that better than a, just a normal mouth whistle? <laughs> oh, that's a two. That's a thumb on a, on a the bird. Um, I can do the thumb on Peter Pointer. <laughs> that's a chaffinch. <laughs> that's a plum. Okay, thanks very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 Great North Road, the roadworks are making it really slow between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabouts. Looking at the speed sensors in Amersham on Gore Hill, that's looking very busy between the A413 and the A40 at London Road. And the A10 southbound in Chessence looking very slow from Turnford towards the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, it's very slow from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M. And looking at the cameras on the M1 southbound, that's looking very busy still between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Great Northern trains are reporting possible 10-minute delays on trains through Welling Garden City because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Sammy. 8.15, it's Wednesday the 4th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. 
and police in Luton say they're becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. In football last night, Watford, Wickham and Stevenage won. Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton lost. Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer needs a right good spanking and I'm just the man to give it to him. Every weekday from 12, local people. Wendy Halson and David Chipley, the trustees of the Harpenden charity Spotlight on Africa. So privileged to see lives change, conditions change. Local stories. A deaf cafe will be popping up in Bedford later this month, opening its doors for you to share sensitive stories and talk of afterlife. Of people with the similar concerns. And you can have a light-hearted side of it as well and we often end like that, you know. Local life. We're going to be heading off into the unassuming countryside of Bedfordshire. We all know the brick pits and the industrial spoil that's marked the Marston Vale. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey! 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 What's your, let's learn a little bit about you, Jonathan. <laughs> What's your favourite pop group? My favourite pop group? Yeah. Um... Earth, Wind and Fire. Is it really? Yeah. That's a surprise. Love a bit of Earth, Wind and Fire. They're a bit funky, aren't they? Yeah, like, like that. like funky. Like okay. that, yeah. Your fav- okay, your favourite singer? Kirsty McCall. Really? Mm. Isn't it sad? I miss Kirsty McCall. Yeah. I do miss her. Beautiful voice. There are some people who never had a massive impact on my life, but it would just, I just, the world is a slightly shadowier place without them, and I think Kirsty McCall is one of those people. Mm. Favourite movie? Uh, Arthur. You've said this before. I love Arthur. Oh, it's rubbish. What? Why do you like Arthur? I just love Arthur. Okay. When he falls out the car, Is, yeah. I've watched that. I have watched that over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. More times than you've had hot dinners. I've had a lot of hot dinners. <laughs> I've had about fifty. Uh, but do, so do you not? Because there is one. You, you can view Arthur as the lovable drunk, or actually, it's a, it's a really lonely alcoholic man who's it's drinking himself to death. Tragic. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Do you see any similarities in your... <laughs> Sorry, that? You watch it with your, your Pinot Grigio and... That could have been me. What do you think? Oh, well, we all have different reasons for watching and loving films, don't we? No, I do love a bit of Arthur. I know you... <laughs> the original, not the uh, dreadful one. With... Why would they do a... Re- Did you watch the remake? No, I didn't. Why watch. would they do just that? The thought of it. it was just awful. Well, thanks for a little g- a glimpse behind your oh, curtains. That's OK. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll indulge a bit more at a play, later Play day. me a bit of Kirsty McCall. No. Oh, My Affair. That's my favourite song. I do like Days. Oh, well, I like Days. It's the only one we have on our, on our yeah, system here. Hey, you know, there's a, there's behind the system we've got that's got 76 songs on, mm-hmm. there's like a system that's got like millions of songs. It's got every song on it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't tell me how to access it, but these two chances can access it, oh, can't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. And every, every now and then I say, oh, could you, could you pull off... Paul Weller for me, like a specific... In a heartbeat. Mm. And they, they, these girls rush and do it. I bet they But they do. won't tell me, they won't tell me how to pull him off. Well, can't, because can't you, you would abuse it. Can't you get me Kirsty McCall My Affair? I'm on I it. Could. Oh, I, she's on yeah. it already. Kirsty McCall does a brilliant cover of a Smith song called You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby. It's brilliant. It's well, my song that I put on when I'm feeling a bit miserable. You're, oh, really? you're going to have My Affair... What, at what time? What, well, what whenever moments. you want. Well, she's good. Kelly will put it in your running order. It's yours. Play oh, for with... me to play? Yeah. Oh, for me to play? Am I allowed to do that? Yes! Fine. I mean, no, of oh, course not. You can do not. what you want. I've, oh, hang on. Oh, I have an email. 
just Jonathan can do what he wants. There we go, you see. Right. Well, I'm going to play that at 10 o'clock this morning. Beautiful. Thanks for yeah. that. I didn't know about this system where we can actually play good music. Yeah, it's got good music on it. It's got good music. It's unbelievable. It's not just Boyzone and oh, um, all that rubbish. Cr- I can't wait for 10 o'clock this morning. It's almost worth being alive for. What else? What's coming up on your show before 10 well, o'clock? Between 9 and 10, I don't play any music because no. it's the big phone-in, of course. And this morning's question, do you think Nigel Farage's immigration policy would be good for Britain. Uh, I'll level with you. Not quite sure, actually, what Nigel Farage's no, policy is yet. I don't know what but it we is. We will do by nine. Okay. Because he's on another radio station explaining it at the moment. Okay. Um, at 10 o'clock this morning, Nigel Farage will set out UKIP's immigration policy ahead of the general election in May. Previously, the party had called for net migration to be capped at 50,000 people per year. Now, though, we expect him to announce UKIP wouldn't put any limit on the number of people coming into the country. Instead, he'll adopt a points-based system where priority will be given to highly skilled migrants and people from Commonwealth countries. Well, I'll play you an interview Mr Farage has given to the BBC this morning, from nine this morning, and of course I want your calls as well. Do you think Nigel Farage's immigration policy would be good for Britain. Your reaction on 08459 455 555 from 9. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. He's genuinely excited that we've kind of we've we've, we've given it. It's like having a cheat on um, Super Mario World. We've given him a cheat for the radio. Yeah. Yeah. There is. We've got the rubbish computer system. Oh, it's great. It's got you know. It's got uh, all the rubbish. But behind that, there's a, a system of a, a thousand million infinite songs. The thing is about cheats on on the internet and, and like on games and that is that if you abuse them, it becomes unfun. Yeah. Which is why you're not allowed no, to have no. access to this system. But Thank we you. are. Thank you. And I, I appreciate you having my best interests at heart, Catherine. That really is very very generous. Now, online voting should be an option in the next election. That's according to a group who wants to try it out in Watford. Webroots Democracy believes the, uh, the area would be a good proving ground this time around with a view to rolling out nationwide in time for the 2020 general election. Well, Alex Stevenson is the Hertfordshire-based parliamentary editor at politics.co.uk. Morning, Alex. Good morning, Ian. Online voting, it's going to get all of the apathetic young and indeed the apathetic older people to uh, register their vote. Well, I'm not so sure about that, Ian, to be completely honest with you. You see, the problem um, with online voting is that it's trying to fix like a, a technical thing. It's trying to make it easier to vote, but it's not really addressing the actual issue, um, which is that uh, young people aren't necessarily being catered for by uh, the main political parties. Um, it, it's like a football team that's not winning many matches and decides to try and make the goal a bit bigger uh, to try and fix the problem, but it's not actually addressing what needs to be addressed. I spoke to a gentleman from Webroots Democracy earlier on and and I put that point to him that that a lot of people feel disengaged with politics for whatever reason. Um, and he he was adamant that uh, it, it, this would this would change that that if people could do it on their mobile phones or in the safety of their homes uh, it, it would increase uh, the, the the percentage of people who go out and vote. Well, um, your Webroots Democracy gentleman is um, uh, not alone. There are, there are loads of people in Westminster who are just sort of wringing their hands. They just can't understand why voters um, don't like them very much. They think, oh, I'm sure... They're sort of ignoring the real problem, which is that they're not very likable. And, uh, <laughs> and that's a hard one to get over, really. Labour came out in favour of this. They, they think it's a good idea. 
Yeah, well, uh, I think actually most of the parties, well, everyone in Westminster will think, oh, this, this, this is really excellent. Um, but there are huge question marks uh, over uh, changing the way that our democratic process works like this. Uh, huge risks about fraud, for example. It, it all gets rather dodgy. But it just seems to me rather strange. That, I mean, take it to our extremes. If we can vote on our phone, that means we can vote, uh, you know, between, uh, uh, I don't know, between episodes of uh, EastEnders and Coronation Street or whatever. Or we can vote sitting on the toilet. Um, uh, or, or, well, I mean, maybe, maybe that might be a good thing. Maybe, but that's not. It's just, it's just taken to extremes. Uh, seems uh, rather ridiculous. The real problem, uh, actually, is that politicians need to find better ways to engage with young people uh, to persuade them that actually, um, uh, you know, the issues that are being debated in the Commons do affect their lives, which of course they do. Um, but uh, online voting, I'm not sure it's necessary the right way to, to, to go about doing that. Alex, I'm going to let you go because it's not the greatest of lines. Uh, you, you sound like a bootleg recording of a live concert from 1984 on cassettes. But we got your point. Thank you. And, and next time we get you on, we'll make sure you have, on a be- uh, have you on a better line. Alex Stevenson, uh, editor at politics.co.uk. And again, just to, it does sound unfair, but to comparing to the gentleman we spoke to from Webroots Democracy, didn't he sound more enthusiastic? I'd love to have heard those two go head to head. I would have loved to have heard those two go head-to-head. That would have been uh, a right old ding-dong. Huh? Hi, Glenn. Hi, Glenn. It's Catherine. It's, it's Ian. Oh, she's on the phone somewhere. I do apologise. I thought she was uh, I thought she was speaking to me. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. All right. Yeah, what have you got for us, boss? Can you whistle without the fingers? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah, but I can't see that, though, can I? It's not as powerful... If I, was at, I... if I was at a concert, when I go to see the Beach Boys... By the way, I've paid £150 to spend seven seconds with Mike Love of the Beach Boys. A man I don't even respect. Oh, dear. It's 150 I... quid. But yes, I if I were at the Beach better. Boys, I'd be doing it with my fingers. Right. But if I was just um, chilling out at home, watching a live DVD, I'd just be with my mouth, and there are no fingers involved here, I'd be going... Okay. Okay then, that's fine. Is that all right, Glenn? Is that okay? That, that's fine. Happy yeah, with that, Glenn? I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, the fact that I can whistle without fingers. You happy with that, Glenn? That make, yes. Makes me more certainly. of a man, does it, Glenn? <laughs> hey, Glenn. Well, I've got you. It's uh, BBC uh, Radio Survey Day. Uh, marks out of ten and a quick sentence, please, uh, Catherine Boyle. It's oh ten, definitely. Thank uh, you. And Glenn. a quick sentence. Best. It's the best breakfast show, and and and. Specifically about about Catherine, and we know it's the best breakfast show. Specifically about Catherine, consistent, funny, and dedicated. Consistent and dead. Okay. Um, Justin Daly marks out of ten. Oh well, he's my uh, he's my hero. You see, because he and I share the same sort of music. So yeah, Justin. He's not my girlfriend. No, he (laughs) shares. Marks out of ten for Justin. Oh, definitely a ten for Justin. Okay, and a quick sentence. Because he's, he's he's a bag of knowledge when it comes to the music. I thought I was good, but okay. he's just slightly I've got to shorten these down, so I'm just going to write down, he's a sack. OK, no. uh, Mark's out of ten for Kelly Betts. Kelly's also ten. Thanks, Glenn. OK, and You're a quick sentence about Kelly, very quick. Just because one, one Kelly, word, just one word, Glenn. She's funny. That's two. No, how'd you get that funny? She's funny. I'll just put she's. OK, that's great. <laughs> and Mark's out of ten for me, uh, Glenn. Ten. Okay, and a quick, this is quite a leisurely sentence. 
Absolutely fantastic. There you we should. go, Glenn. Thank you. Massive. Point. Let me just top just those. Just absolute. Abs- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's put those scores on. So I've got twenty so far. Kelly's got thirteen. <laughs> Justin's got fifteen. And Catherine's still on eight. That really is not true. Very, very disappointing. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to take part in our customer survey, we will keep you anonymous. Although we do need to know your name and where you're calling from. And your phone number. So thanks very much for that. Have we got any texts? Yeah. Go on then. Uh, Oi, stop wolf whistling. You're driving my dog mad. All right, Catherine, but let's do the texts first. Says Tony. Oh, sorry, Tony. Please don't whistle after 8.30 as I go to work. I leave the radio on for Ziggy and I don't want a jumping as kick to the top trying to get to the Here radio. Boy. What's the dog called? Ziggy. Hey, Ziggy. Hey, Ziggy. Come on, Ziggy. Come on, Ziggy. Lick, lick the radio. Come on, Ziggy. Lick me. Lick me, Ziggy. Come on. Come on, Ziggy. Come on, Ziggy. Good boy. There we go. Lick. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise has been an accident at Junction 23 for the A1M and that's causing delays from Junction 25 for Enfield. On the M1 southbound it's looking slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne and in both directions on the A1 Great North Road it's really slow through the roadworks from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout and in the other direction. In Amersham on Gore Hill that's looking slow between the A413 and the A40 London Road and on the trains Great Northern are reporting 10 minute delays through Welling Garden City because of a signalling problem and also Virgin Trains are reporting 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and Milton Keynes Central because of a faulty train. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Police in Luton say a father who went missing yesterday afternoon with his eight-month-old son has still not been found. They're appealing for 22-year-old Kieran Carroll to get in touch. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent elsewhere in the NHS. And UKIP says it will not set arbitrary targets when it reveals more details about its immigration policies this morning. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford are up to third in the championship. They're just a point behind the leaders after a 1-0 win over Fulham at Vicarage Road. Troy Deeney scored the early goal. Three Counties summariser Derek Payne says it's a significant result. It's about the points now. Performance wasn't too bad, but... They've ground out a result, which which says a lot for the future and the running, because they can play great football, as we know, but they've also started grinding out results, and that can only be good for their promotion push. Milton Keynes-Dons are down to third in League One after conceding a last-minute goal to lose 2-1 at home to Chesterfield, with skipper Dean Lewington sent off. Chelsea loanee Lewis Baker had given them a first-half lead. His manager, Carl Robinson. We were all not good enough in that, and ultimately, and the one that stands there and picks that team. I've, I've let people down tonight and, and it's going to be a difficult night's sleep than I've had all season because I care so much and I really want this so badly and I have to get this right. I have to um, and I will. Wickham stay third in League Two after a 2-1 win at Tranmere despite having sub Matt McClure sent off. Paul Hayes and Fred Onyadinma scored for Gareth Ainsworth's side. That's eight for youngster Onyadinma. Even I didn't realise he would do what he's done and, and 18-12 is fantastic but Again, what a what team he's got backing him up. You know, he ran the line really well. Hazy got his goal, which was fantastic. He really does add something to us, you know, and we do miss Hazy when he's not there. 
Luton remain fourth, but they're five points behind Wickham after losing 1-0 at Bury. That's three away defeats in a row for John Still's side. We didn't impose ourselves in, in the first half. I thought we were fortunate to be 1-0 down, and we didn't impose ourselves at all in, in the first half. The second half, we imposed ourselves. So I say, I need to just look back at the three games. I'll watch them tomorrow and see if it can tell me a story. And Graham Westley's Stevenage are just a point outside the playoff places after Bruno Andrade's last-minute goal gave them a 1-0 win over Plymouth. With their back five, it was always going to be a, a, a game where you're going to have to be patient for your, for your chances. But we knew they concede late goals, and uh, sure enough, it was a late goal on the counter-attack that won us the game. Aston Villa are out of the Premier League relegation zone after a 2-1 win over West Brom. Tonight's matches include leaders Chelsea at West Ham. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine. Everything's so much more atmospheric. <laughs> Where's the bit? There, there is a bit of the uh, the uh, the uh, the X Files though. Diddle-dun. Just that bit. That bit. That's it. It's the beginning bit. It's this. Oh, hang on a minute. It goes. Hang on a minute. I've broken the computer. It's, it's sort of like this. <laughs> that bit. <laughs> Isn't it just... It is, am I, it's so spooky. Come on, guys. There is a bit... Hang on, it's, it's spooky if you do it like this. I got my bottom slapped. <laughs> wow. That, that came That's an unexplained that. phenomenon. See, the thing is, it does... Uh, hang on a minute. It's, if, you, uh, if you do this, you see... Hang on a second. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. <laughs> our very own mystery, isn't it? Yeah. What has happened to Dave? To disappearing Dave disappearing of Luton. Dave of Luton. We've had a text through about that, actually, by someone concerned for his welfare. I wouldn't be that bothered about him, but it yeah. It says, uh, good morning. Uh, 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 yeah, is Dave Luton OK? We haven't heard from him for a while. We don't know He's where he is. He's in Leighton Buzzard, concerned. We've got no idea where he is. He was last seen somewhere in Leegrave. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. I've got my bottom slapped. Could it be that Dave Luton issued one threat too many? Tough mate. Hell mess. And that's it, he's got himself in a hell mess and he ain't never coming back. I mean, let's be honest, and I don't wish this on him, he could be dead. It's going to happen to oh, all... Oh, don't say that. No, no, it's going to happen to all of us one day. Dave, I've got your T-shirt. No, it's your T-shirt. Yeah, but it says Dave Luton on the back. Oh, yeah, you're saying you've got his T-shirt and you're yeah. going to keep it. Well, unless he wants it. No, don't, you can't let him... Yeah, but this way he's getting something for free, so You can't call. give him something that you've worn because we're not that, we're not Babe Station. Are we? I no, ju- look at it, judging by, judging by you two, we're not. Well, actually, Dave Hartford. You'd still give us a call, though, wouldn't you, Ian? Hey. Yeah. Don't know your number. Dave oh, Hartford. Dave from Hartford says, Kath and Kelly, both 10 out of 10, and both well fit. <laughs> we're not Babe Station. But not could until 7pm. But could you just say I've been a very naughty boy? <laughs> No? OK. What are we talking the thing about? The about Babe Station, that before about 
seven o'clock. They're just sitting around drinking tea, talking yeah. to someone off camera. You're starting some very awkward conversations well, in cars. Well, I tried now. to show my sister that, um, but unfortunately it was a couple of hours later and she did wonder what on earth I was trying to bring into our relationship. You know who's calling in, don't you? Oh, hang on. It looks like the mystery is about to be answered. Dave, update. Yeah. I'm driving. I'll be on there tomorrow. I'm alive. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I mean, no, no. What that's I mean is it's a shame he can't come on today. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. I've got my bottom slapped. There we go. Very, very, very disgusting. We're still trying to find that X-Files thing. <laughs> it's certainly not that, although there is a chance it's... I do it in the head. We don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Uh, what are we talking about, Catherine? Uh, wolf whistles. OK. Do you give, receive, and if Celia, you receive, do you mind? Celia Imry lo- loves it. Loves the wolf whistles. And I just think that maybe they're a bit... Uh, well, they're a little bit dated. Speaking of a little bit dated. Matt, did you just drop one? Uh, um... Yes, OK, well, you know, you, you smelt it, you dealt it. He who did the rhyme did the crime. He who did the rhyme did the crime. He so, who oh, denied you... it supplied it. Yeah, mate. Yes. Um, did you deny I, it? Are you denying I... it, Matt? Hey? Are you denying it? Because if you're denying it, then I have to um, let you know that you're actually supplying it. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Did you drop one? Never do things like that. So you are you are denying it? Yes. Well, I think that means that you supplied it. <laughs> if you're in denial, then you're in supply. Can I, can I say what I've come on to say, please? Did you smell it, Matt? Because if you smelt it, then there's a very, very strong chance that you may actually have dealt it. And you know what they say, every fox smells his own hole. Oh, I don't know that one. Well, that's that's the right one. But you, d- 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 but d- did you do a rhyme earlier on? No. Because if you did do the rhyme, there's a guy down the chip shop swears he's of it. Then the odds are you also committed the crime as well. <laughs> anyway, did you did you like cut the cheese this morning? Did you cut the cheese? <laughs> did you cut the cheese? This chop, this chop. Did you, do, Matt? I'm going to ask you a technical question. I'm going to ask you a medical question. Did you drop your guts? No. You sure? Never. Are you baking? <laughs> what do you mean, drop me guts? You make me sick, I tell you. You make me sick with that behaviour. I'm going back to... to uh, what's his name? You don't remember Terry his Wogan. name. You, Terry Wogan left about ten years ago. Matt? Yes? Can I ask you one quick question? Go serious on, question now. We've had a bit of fun. Serious question. Yeah. Are you baking brownies? <laughs> uh, no, I want... I want to speak you having air biscuits for breakfast? Eh? Are you having air biscuits for breakfast? No, I'm not. Okay, so so you're, you're, you're denying it? I'm afraid, I, Matt, I put it to you. Actually, you're supplying it. I didn't come on to talk all this crap. That makes a surprise, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> what, would you, what crap would you like to talk about then? Well, I miss Dave, and it was nice to hear him this morning. Well, Dave wasn't on, mate. He was. I heard him say, speaking this morning. And oh, do you want to have a word with Dave? Yes. Dave, hang on, Kelly, can you just put, can you put Dave up on, uh, put, what, what line can you put, what line's free? Uh, fader 2. Fader 2. Uh, say good morning to Dave. Good morning, Dave. Oh, I think he's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to murder Ian Lee. Uh, I agree with that. I like the mooshy peas. 
Dave. Yeah. Why? No, you're Matt. Yes. Dave. Hello, you're Matt. Yes, Dave. Dave here. No. Dave. Yes. What? Yes. Why do cats claw your laps? Have you ever seen a cat when it gets into its basket? Yes, it'll turn and turn and turn and stick its paws yeah. into the bottom. Yeah. Right. And it changes right, when Dave. it gets on your lap yeah. and it digs its paws into your leg because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake. Is that why? Well, thanks for calling, Dave. Bye! <laughs> I'm going to murder Ian <laughs> Lee. Get out of here, you cheeky old... I second that. What? Are we going to murder Ian Lee? I second that. Do you know what I'm going to do to you, Matt? Yes. Exactly what I did to Peter. I've got my bottom slack. Yeah! <laughs> You're gonna get some, you're gonna get a bit of the same. Okay. Thanks for calling, Matt. Customer call. <laughs> Justin. Morning, boss. I've got no idea what's going on. No. The most hey, two of us. Do you remember when you went out to um, uh, um, uh, uh, hunt the panther? Ah, yes, yes. Who were the people you went with? Uh, I went with uh, sisters, two sisters from Houghton Regis. Uh, it was Rosalind and Shirley. Forgive me if I got that wrong, but two sisters from Houghton Regis. Okay, because we, we, I believe we are. In the, oh no, we've lost. We were about to get a panther update. And mm. um, are we getting the panther update? Is that happening? This is breaking. Breaking news, Justin. Yep, so yep. excuse us if if we're not quite on as on the ball as we normally are. But I'm I'm just watching people typing next mm. door. There is a flurry. I'm not going to read it from the tweets because I don't like to read news from the tweets. Mm, no, mm. we've not got the, the Panther update falling through. Have we lost the Panther update, guys? For some reason, he can't tell us about the Panther update anymore. There is a chance that okay, there is a chance, Justin. Yep. That uh, the caller Pat, who is going to tell us about the Panther update, has actually been mauled to death no. by the Panther. That's not what we're this saying. This is breaking news. A man has been killed no. in beds, hearts, or bucks by a Panther. No, we're not saying that. So probably best to stay indoors. No, it's fine. All day. You'll probably be all right. Whereabouts was this Panther base, Justin? Be big tabby. When you were looking for uh, it, the Panther that I was looking for yeah. was in Stretley in Bedfordshire. If you're anywhere near that area, it doesn't then, exist. Then I mean, it's probably. Not not even a please, real please don't leave the house. Certainly lock all the windows and don't let your children play in the gardens today. This is news to me. But this if, is... if what you're telling me is true, that's very scary. Hang on a minute. Pat is, Pat is... Pat! Hello. Ian. Pat, you're, you're, you're well enough to speak to us. Is everything all right? Well, we've... Um, a little update on the Panther Watch. I know we had a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Um, but there has been a serious incident with a sh one of the sheep up in... Stretty area. Hey, flipping it! Really, what would what what's happened? Well, they actually took him, took the sheep, the sheep to the vet. Yeah. And the vet said he's never seen injuries like it. It's come from a big animal. From a flipping egg. Wow. Where is this? Okay, this is proper serious. Let's, let's mm, stop the mm, let's stop the tomfoolery. I, I won't I won't describe the graphic details. No. The sheep has survived, by the way. But Ooh, that's a relief. I, I won't. Uh, Give you the graphic details of it. On okay. There with the okay. Picture. So, Betty was seriously. Where? Where was? Where is this? Where was this sheep uh, grazing? Uh, well, all I can say is I've given Kelly the details wow. of the owner, and he's quite happy to talk. Right. We'll, we'll get him on now. We'll get. We'll get the owner on. This is incredible, Pat. How did you find out about this? Well, the, an email come through to my sister-in-law yesterday. Yeah. Uh, just to say that something happened. Hey, Justin, I hope you feel mm. proud of yourself, Just, because your, your video was very TNC. Uh, no, no, it wasn't at all. We got the message out there. If anybody had seen this panther, I even had special badges made up saying Panther Watch. So the message was yeah. clear. If you have seen this panther, somebody phoned in to say they'd seen it in Clophill a few months ago, and somebody in the last 24 hours has also been in contact to say they have seen something similar again There's in the Stretley area. 
there is something going on, okay? And when we started this, yes, we may have had T's and C's. There is definitely mm. something going on. Pat, uh, when did this happen, Pat? Do you know? I'm not sure if it was yesterday, but uh, I'm ruling out the pink one. Oh, yeah, OK, so it's not, we're saying it's not the Pink Panther, Pat. Thank you very much indeed. Justin. Gosh. This is getting serious. Well, the thing is, we need evidence. It could just be, and I've spoken to uh, a big cat expert about yep. this. Again, yep. they need photographic evidence uh, yep. of what this beast could well, be. Well, hang on a second, mate. Mm. If a sheep has been mauled, and yep. just, to, just to update, as far as we know, the sheep is still alive. If a sheep has been mauled... Yep. Um, well, what more evidence do you need? Well, yeah, it's been mauled by something. You're saying what, it's... Fox? It, well, well, Foxes don't maul sheep, know. mate. Talking to a big cat expert, Hang on a he second. said to me, yes, to, it could be a black Justin, panther. Justin, I've got to interrupt you. Uh, Michael is on the line. Good morning, Michael. Want to report a sighting of a panther this morning? Yes, Michael, go on. Yep, um, I woke up this morning about half seven, uh, turned around, and I seen a panther lying next to me. In your bed? Yep. Describe the panther, Michael. Uh, looks pretty similar to my wife. Okay, and what... Hang on a minute. Was it wearing a nightie? Yeah. Oh, get out of it. Flipping it! Unbelievable. This is actually a serious story. Oh, if you've seen let him a black th- Which one of you two let him through? Who let Michael through? She did. Are you free to speak? Um, but... Justin, I'm really sorry, mate. My, Michael, oh, wife, panther. We'll come back to you in a second, Just. Yeah, no worries. So I'm so disappointed with not only my team, but also you, the listener. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Newton Purcell on the A4421, that's been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down between the junction for the A421 and the Stratton Alderley Road. It's near the verge near the Shellswell Arms. On the A1 Great North Road, it's looking really slow on the speed sensors between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout in both directions through the roadworks. In Marlow on the A404 northbound, there are queues between the Marlow Junction and the M4C Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, the exit slip road to the round about at junction 23 for the A1M's partially blocked by an accident and that's causing delays from junction 25 for Enfield. On the trains Virgin, trains are reporting 15 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction because a train's broken down and in Great on Great Northern trains there are 10 minute delays between through Welling Garden City because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much Sammy. We'll get more on the Panther in a bit. We'll also speak to uh, Justin, get the ladies' perspective on Wolf Whistling. Before that, 8.46, Wednesday the 4th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Luton say they are becoming increasingly concerned for a father who's gone missing with his eight-month-old son. Doctors are claiming that millions of pounds of extra money allocated to accident and emergency departments has been spent in the wrong way. And UKIP says it will not set arbitrary targets when it reveals more details about its immigration policies this morning. 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a chilly start across all three counties this morning. We had a clear sky last night, so a beautiful clear sky this morning. Blue sky and sunshine. A little bit of cloud working its way into Bedfordshire at the moment, but nothing too much to worry about. There's a slim chance later we could get an isolated shower, but it is fairly unlikely. It's going to be just a pleasant day. Still got a northwesterly breeze, and it is still reasonably brisk, but it's slightly less than yesterday, so it will feel just a little more pleasant with a maximum temperature of 9 Celsius. 
Celsius overnight. Dry and clear, so the temperature again dipping down to zero, a widespread frost tomorrow morning. And for tomorrow, a chilly start, but a little more cloud. Now, this cloud is going to thin and break. We'll still get some sunny spells, but our air mass is different. It's coming from the southwest, bringing with it some milder conditions. So despite there being more cloud, it is going to still feel milder. Maximum temperature tomorrow, 10 Celsius. And gradually through the week, towards the weekend, the temperature is going to sneak up a little more. And by the time we get to Saturday, we could be up to 14 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Excellent stuff indeed. Who's who? What? You two are being too common then. Who's being too common? You two. Talking me and Kels. Talking cockney to each other. We weren't talking cockney. That's what it sounded like to me. No, I just said I thanked her for um, getting Delia up. Yeah, and you did it. And I said that's all right, my little princess. And I said thank you, my little princess. That I is very, that. very kind of you, my toy call. No worries, my little butter's king. I am appreciating all of the comps. What is coming in my direction? <laughs> I am thank the meat in a common sandwich. You are. You've been the meat in many a sandwich, my. Darling, don't do yourself down. You are a very beautiful girl. <laughs> Justin! Boss, serious, serious, serious. stuff here, OK? Yes. Um, this is a message for the attention of Paul Monaghan, oh. who has been in touch on social media. Paul, can you give us a call right now? Yeah. 08459 455 555. He claims to have seen a Black Panther again in the same area okay. in Stretley, Bedfordshire. When Paul, you say, call now. When you say Paul Monaghan, do you mean, mm. do you mean Paul Moynihan? No, Paul Monaghan. How, how, well, how is that spelled? Uh, that is spelled uh, M-O-N-A-G-H-A-N. So Paul, Paul Moynihan? Paul Monaghan. Monaghan. Whatever his name Monaghan, is, Paul, you know who Monaghan, you are. That G is, is soft, and it's sometimes okay, the G-H-A creates great. a Y sound. But he seems well, to we're going to get a phone call from Paul Mogadon saying, <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you want? Justin Dealey said, I've got a phone up. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? And it will, it'll be oh, like oh. when that, that, um, fe- that cab driver walked onto the set of the BBC to talk about Apple. Yeah. <laughs> He'll go along with it, but you won't have a clue what he's doing. He's seen the panther. Paul Moynihan. Allegedly. Well, did you say social media? Mm. Be, come on, be specific. OK, he's got in contact via Facebook. Um, he's seen the video which we made last week in Stretley, talking to the two the sisters. The documentary. Yeah, the documentary. And uh, he's saying, no, this is no joke. I have seen okay. the panther. Oh. We need to know where and when well, you need to be specific Facebook, he's not listening now we be- don't start that argument. It's Facebook. He's not listening now. He'll sit down at nine Look, o'clock tonight. He, he made think, the oh, comment round. Guys, he's guys, a listener to the show. Have we got? Have we managed to get hold of the farmer? We spoke to him. He won't come on. Right. He doesn't want to come on air. But does he accepting that it happened? Yeah, he reckons he sent us an email about it. He said it was a large animal. Can we? Can we? Is the sheep available for comment? The sheep's could- recovering. When did he send us an email about it? What is going on? Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm smelling? Mm. BS. I'm smelling a cover-up. I'm smelling a conspiracy. We are part of the media, and the media is covering this all up. They were right. I'm going to come in with my tinfoil hat tomorrow, Justin, because I don't want my brain soaked with these BBC media-controlled brainwaves. <laughs> yeah? Oh, cheeky gigs. Yeah. Hey, wolf whistling. Yes. <whistles> that was rubbish. Hey, like that's it. better. That's well, well, better. You t- you've taken it to the streets. We heard from some gentlemen. We heard from yes. uh, one gentleman earlier on who says he does it. He doesn't do it out loud. What does that mean? Where does he do it? I do it in head. <laughs> he do it in head. <laughs> you've got the ladies' perspective now, Justin. Yes. Do they enjoy a bit of wolf whistling? Shall we have the jingle, the ladies' perspective jingle? Let's do it. All the ladies in the house. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. The ladies, the ladies. 
The Ladies' Perspective with Ian Lee across beds, hearts and bucks. The ladies, the ladies, the ladies, the ladies, the ladies, the ladies. The ladies. Press play. Lorraine, yeah. when was the last time somebody wolf whistled at you? Oh, donkey's years ago, love. <laughs> and when somebody wolf whistled at you? <laughs> did, Go away. Did you love it or did you hate it? I hated it. Why, why did you hate <laughs> it? You're dead, mate. Critica, what do you think about men who wolf whistle at ladies like you when you're walking down the street? Can I use the bad words? They're the Why don't you take it as a compliment? Because they are offensive. It, it's, it, it offend me. Is there anything wrong with a wolf whistle? This is our ladies' perspective. I'd be quite happy, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah it's quite intimidating and embarrassing. Yeah. So when was the last time it happened? <laughs> Probably when I was walking with my daughter. You both got wolf whistled at. You, you don't like it at all? No, not really, no. Madam, is there anything wrong with a nice wolf whistle? <laughs> sometimes there is, sometimes not. Well, it can be a bit over-aggressive. can be, yeah. Charlotte, you're an attractive woman. I presume that you've been wolf-whistled at. Well, yeah. <laughs> How did it feel? Did you enjoy it? No, not really. Tell it's me why you didn't enjoy it. Because huh? I think it's awful. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's a compliment. Take the compliment. Why? <laughs> I think it's awful. Madam, do you ever get wolf-whistled at? Pardon? Do you ever get wolf-whistled at? You know, men going, hoo-hoo, down the street. What? No, I'm new, yeah. Madam, you're dressed up to the nines today. You must get wolf-whistled at. <laughs> you don't? Behave yourself, no. It's <laughs> a genuine question. I wish it did. Well, OK, I was going to... We wouldn't well, have a problem with it. I was coming on to that, because some women are very offended by it, so you wouldn't be at all? Nah, wouldn't bother me. Come on, you're telling me, dressed up like that, you don't get a wolf whistle every now and again. Walk off, you can give me a wolf whistle. How's that? All right, my darling, take care. <laughs> take care. All right, my darling. Mm. Justin, very sorry. Yeah. Uh, wolf whistling. Yeah. Just do the wolf whistle you did to that lady. Ooh. ooh. Yeah, that's not a wolf whistle. Well, I that's can't an, whistle uh, that's properly. That's an owl hoot. Okay, I can't whistle properly. Which mean you can't whistle I, properly? Well, All you can't... do is put your lips together and blow. I can't Although do a proper wolf whistle. You can, can you whistle at all? <sighs> Badly. Go on. Oh, that's a sorry whistle. Oh, mate. What's. Oh, there is. What's wrong with your lips? I don't know. Is that surgery? He's such an idiot. Uh, and can you not do? Can you um, do it with your fingers in? I find if no. I shove my fingers in, it works better. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't do it. I'm just being open. I'm being honest. That's okay. what our perspectives are all about. I cannot do a full-on wolf whistle. Tomorrow's show. Disabilities that aren't really disabilities. Disabilities that others might. Disabilities that won't get you a blue badge. Boom. I can't do cross eyes. Here we go. We're in. <laughs> this is tomorrow's show. Uh, you can't do cross eyes. You can't uh, do uh, uh, whistling. I can't make myself burp. I can't I do can't. that with that hand. The Spock. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to cheat it by putting the fingers forward. Yeah, I do that with the I right hand. I'm fine with that one. Oh, we, we probably get uh, some edict from some suit saying we've got to change the title. But mm. until we do, tomorrow we're doing disabilities that don't get you a blue badge. <laughs> That's a good one, Justin. I like Thank that you one. for that, mate. Cheers. Speak to you later on. Ta ta. Mm. I like that. That's good, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Baby chuckle. We'll have to change the title, obviously. Why don't you think of these things like six o'clock? <laughs> it takes me two and a half hours to warm up. There you go, there's one. <laughs> ah. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Oh, we do laugh, though. I'm... Oh, well, let's, well, let's do this. It's, it, the kids are in school now. We can do this. No, not that one. Which one? That one that you're thinking of doing. Well, which one do you think I'm doing? The measurements. No, I'm not doing the measurements. OK. 
Emma in Watford's got a text complaint. Are you? Good morning, a Emma. A text plaint. Sorry about that, Emma. What, what is it? We'll see if we can fix it for I had the Halloween music as my ringtone. All morning, I thought my phone was ringing every time you play it. What are you talking about? Oh, she's got it as her ringtone. Yeah. Okay, we won't play it anymore. Oh, there's a phone call. Paul says, heavy traffic southbound on the M1 Luton Airport due to slow moving Black Panther in the middle lane. Paul? Cheeky. And Stu in Bedford said he had a dream that he met a man in Nando's called Rooney Jeep, and it's all your fault. Rooney Jeep. Rooney Jeep was a gentleman who got in touch with me about six years ago. He was a Nigerian scam artist, and I ended up having a nice email conversation with him. We exchanged photos. I used to phone him up. And I'd, he, all he wanted was like five thousand pounds. And I'd say, "Now listen, my wife has just died. Okay, uh, the kids are starving. Are you sure that I'll get this money back with interest?" He said, "Oh, I, I would, anyway." We're Rooney Jeep. Well remembered. But you got him to hold uh, signs up, didn't you? And take I got him to hold a sign up saying, "I'm Rooney Jeep." It turns out he wasn't uh, Nigerian. He's a big fat white man. Oh. Uh, I think so. Um, a couple say they are being forced to shut their fireplace shop because the noise from a swingers club upstairs is putting off customers. This is in Chorley. Matthew and Cheryl Jewell have tried... That's a nice name, isn't it? ..have tried to drown out the sounds of romping above their stove store business in Lancashire. But regular screaming from lunchtime onwards oh, has some shoppers heading for the door. I'm trying to think of a joke about stoking fireplaces, no. but I can't. Mrs. Jewell said, "I'm go." What would the accent be? Proper, you know. Oh no! I'm going. Oh no! I'm going red. Customers are going red, and they're leaving t- shop. We spent thousands of pounds here, oh. and we're going to have to leave. The number three swingers club has been open for many years. The owner, known only as Mary said, I've done everything I possibly can. I bet you have. Oh, no, she continues. <laughs> I've done everything I possibly can. <laughs> I bet you have. No, I have... I've done... been to Charlie. It's not the most romantic of places. I've done, I've done everything I possibly can. I don't think they like my type of business. They knew what it was before they moved in. Chorley Council said it had received a noise complaint but did not have the power to enforce nuisance proceedings as both parties are businesses. <laughs> I've done everything I possibly can. There you, you have, love. <laughs> oh, dear. What a lot of old filth bags. Um, from lunchtime onwards, that's dedication to the cause, isn't it? These people. I don't think the cause attend, by the way. It's just a little fantasy of mine. These people, honestly. Yeah, always at it. Have we got any Texas? In Chorley. Have we got any... Uh, this d- is Chorley. OK, have we got 20 seconds worth of Texas? You've been to Chorley. OK, I'm gonna, if you've got any Texas, do it now, otherwise I'm going to cut you off. I can't wait. There we go. Sorry, Kels. I can't wait to do my phone in another day. OK, we probably won't be time tomorrow because we're doing disabilities that wouldn't get you a blue badge. No, it's phoning for another day. OK, but t- tomorrow we're doing disabilities that wouldn't get you a blue badge. Justin can't whistle, I can't burp, and uh, Catherine? I can't do cross eyes. Find out more tomorrow. Oh, no, hang on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25. 
anti-clockwise. There are delays from Junction 25 for Enfield towards Junction 23 for the A1M because of an accident partially blocking the road at the roundabout and the exit slip road. On the M1 southbound, a bit further afield at Junction 15 for Northampton, there's been an accident and that's blocking a lane and making it very slow. Uh, we've just heard, uh, had a caller on the phone, Paul, saying that Monksway eastbound in Milton Keynes has been an accident. It's only just happened and police are not there yet, but that could cause some delays. In Newton Purcell on the A4421, that's partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down between the A421 and Stratton Audley End. And on the A1 Great North Road in both directions, it's really slow through the roadworks around the Black Cat roundabout between Roxton and St. the St. Neots Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you, Justin, Kelly, Catherine. Excellent stuff. Tomorrow, disabilities that wouldn't get you a blue badge. Until then, from us, Sata. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you think Nigel Farage's immigration policy would be good for Britain? At ten o'clock this morning, Nigel...